Holy shit. This gets me so jacked right now. And I just want to keep listening to it. Uh, that's a good place to stop. <laughs> Welcome to the Twist Modern Podcast. This is the Rogue One special. Um, for those of you that don't know what Rogue One is, it's a little movie that came out this last weekend. Um, and it, it's, a, it's, it's a little Star Wars movie. It's got some Star Wars stuff going on in it. Many Dothans or Bothans died bringing you this podcast, uh, but they didn't die with the Rebels in Rogue One. God damn it! Quit asking me. That was in Jedi. <laughs> Moving on. I'm Josh. I'm going to be your host today um, for this episode of the Twist My Arm Podcast. I have Jesse. Say hello. Hello. And Travis. Hey. And then uh, I have Nate coming on here pretty soon. Pretty much regulars on the show at this point. <laughs> You've been in at least a quarter of them. Friend of the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably more times whenever I get this fucking phone thing working <laughs> and get that going, it'll be a lot cooler. Um, but thanks for coming on. Um, Always. You guys did see the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I specifically uh, went to see it just so I could come talk about okay, it. Okay, good. Not that I wouldn't have seen it, but I would not right. have seen it opening week. Oh, yeah, I saw it on Thursday. <laughs> it was like that kind of crowd that's all cheering and stuff, too. Like, yeah. It was pretty cool. Were that, they but waving like, the lightsabers around? <laughs> uh, no. They did hand out lightsabers, though. What, really? At the thing. Like, the you, yeah, you could, like, it was like a little contest thing. You could get a lightsaber. and Even after, like, Aurora and shit? They're not like, uh, no, th- nothing. This was in, uh, oh, no, it was here in Denver. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Awesome. I think they assumed there was too many nerds there to do anything like crazy. Um, Kylie was going to be here today, but she is not. She's doing some last minute Christmas errands. She might pop in a little bit later. She's super sorry to not be here. She also saw the movie and really enjoyed it, um, which is fun because she's only seen episode one and Force Awakens. Really? She hasn't seen any of the other ones. So, and she's with you. I like, know, isn't that crazy? Wow. We just it's it, we I haven't mean, it hasn't happened yet. We haven't had time like That's to, cool though cuz I mean, you've got a it. whole life ahead of you oh, to watch some Star Wars. I know. So much Star Wars. I, she, wow. I mean, she's seen The Force Awakens like four times now. Because I watch it like almost once a week. So, oh hey Trev. Here she is. She's going to make her weekly debut <laughs> early this time. Last week she came in at the last part of the show, but up. We appreciate it. Okay, she's done. Cool. <laughs> Just wanted you to know I was here. <laughs> yeah. Count so, on, <coughs> anyway, we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, at Twist My Armcast, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and you can email all of your questions, concerns, and whatever to twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Yes. <laughs> So stoked. Um, I mean, in all my notes, I had to write all these little notes in here because like to remind myself to say shit like I'm not fucking around. This is an all Star Wars podcast. Nothing but if you listen to this for any other reason than and and you don't really like Star Wars, then you're not going to enjoy this show. Yeah. If you're not into Star Wars (laughs) and you you don't really care to know anything beyond the surface, probably just. Just, just turn, turn it, it off, off now. Just go. Just go to the the last episode with Curtis. Thanks for downloading awesome. it, though. Yeah, for sure. That is nice. Um, this also 
to give our give our warning out, this will be a spoiler filled episode. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen it. So again, if you haven't seen it, turn, it off. turn this off right now. Um, and go see it. It's yeah, it's totally worth it. What are you waiting for? Totally worth it. Go as late as you can. Children can uh, ruin theaters. <laughs> well, at this point, I mean, this is I'm going to upload this Saturday. Yeah, it's Christmas, Christmas weekend. Eve, not so yeah. don't go this weekend. Maybe go next week when everyone's all broke from yeah. Christmas and shit. Yeah. Like, cause then, go the first day everybody else goes back to work to a matinee. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I suggest going to see it in IMAX. IMAX was super cool. I could imagine. I saw it in regular 2D the first time, and then I saw it in IMAX 3D the second time, and it was Before super Before anything, cool. let me say, it is the most beautiful Star Wars movie I've ever seen, so I would definitely recommend see it on the best screen definitely best theater you can find and and it really that. shows how pretty it is in imax oh, like man. you see so much shit. did you guys see it in any sort of 3d or just 2d 2d i saw it in 2d as well okay and how many times once yeah just once i saw i saw it yesterday oh okay I'm, well good at least I'm it's fresh in your memory fresh I yeah. saw it on last Thursday, and so I wanted to go see it again this week to refresh my memory. Yeah. I, t- I took my nerdy ass little fucking stormtrooper notebook in the theater with me, <laughs> and like as soon as the movie started, I wrote down a couple notes and realized how fucking hard it was to write notes in a theater with yeah. three glasses on. Yeah. Like, so I really? didn't. It was it was a little rough. Like, like you had. It's like work, work, it, work it was like the words were coming right I, at him. Oh man, <laughs> my my notebook is in in the car, but I'd show you the little note that I have on there. You can't even read it because I couldn't see the paper. I was just like scribbling little symbols into it. But well, and I would imagine it would be full by the end of the movie. Well, like, maybe. And I also was like thinking to myself, I might as well enjoy this. There's so much shit on the internet that I can find that you know. And I wrote down. When I first got out of the movie, I wrote down like the initial things that I remember that, like, thoughts that I and, thought yeah. would have been kind of missed. Things that struck things. you. And right. And, and things that I thought were missed. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I've read uh, a ton of shit on this about like the different Easter eggs and stuff. Right. And like I, re- I read a bunch of that stuff before I went in the second time so I could actually see them in the movie. And it was really it was really cool to see all that. There's f- so many, so many. And there's so many little explanations and stuff. But. Um, yeah. So anyway, spoilers for the movie. Turn spoilers around. abound. If you're uh, if you're not you're not into being spoiled. Um, so we'll start off with the summary of Rogue One. Um, former scientist Galen Erso lives on a farm with his wife and young daughter Jin. His peaceful existence comes crashing down when the evil Orson Krennic takes him away from his beloved family. Many years later, Galen is now the Empire's lead engineer for the most powerful weapon in the galaxy, the Death Star. Knowing that her father holds the key to its destruction, a vengeful Jin joins forces with a spy and other resistance fighters to steal your space station, the space station's plans for the Rebel Alliance. Oh, man. Okay. So that, that's, I mean, it sums it up kind of, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I, I think. So starting right at the start I of the know, movie. I think like, I, well, and I'm bringing that up too. I just wanted to read that synopsis really quick and get to the, uh. God, I should have brought this up before I fucking started the show. Idiot. It stars uh, Felicity Jones as uh, Jen Erso. And um, what's that other guy's name? Jesus Christ. I don't remember his name, but he plays Cassian. Yeah. James Earl Jones voices Darth Vader. Spoilers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
It's the consistent and, uh, Let's see. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. Directed Here by go. Gareth Jesus, Edwards, man. who also directed Godzilla. He did, yes. Writers. Movie. It was written by Chris Weitz, uh, Tony Gilroy, um, stars Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Alan, ah. Alan Tudyk. Diego Luga, Diego Luna as uh, Cassian. As Cassian, Alan Tudyk yep. plays the droid. That's K two S O. Donnie Yen is Chirrut Imwe. Wen Best character. Jiang. Oh yeah, Wen Jiang is uh, Bayes Malbus, who was also fucking awesome. Ben Mendelsohn is Orson Krennic. Guy Henry is Governor Tarkin, which I mean, Guy Henry is like Governor Tarkin's legs. Basically, they they CGI the fuck out of that. We'll get into that. Though. And forehead, it would appear. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Force Whitaker is Sagarera, old uh, Clone Wars character. Riz Ahmed is Bodhi Rook, and Mads Mikkelsen is Galen Erso. And then you have special appearances uh, mm. from Jimmy Smits. That's Bail Organa. He was also in Episode Three. Um, uh, Gwen, what's her name? Genevieve O'Reilly. That there it is. Genevieve O'Reilly was Mon Mothma in Creepy, Rogue One. Creepy, creepy And she was also in Episode Three. I thought yeah. that in Episode Three, I was like, oh my god, episode. That, Episode three. She was in episode three. Well, it was the same actress in Force Awakens, correct? Uh, was Mon Mothma in Force Awakens? Wasn't she? No. No. I don't think so. I Like I said, I need to watch Force Awakens I, again. I don't think so. I'm pretty I don't sure think she, she was. But there was she somebody was in, in a three. similar position. It was like, well, I mean, Princess Leia was basically Mon Mothma. That's what it was. She had and she did the she whole had little a similar rundown. outfit. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But Mon Mothma, like this character, Genevieve O'Reilly was in Episode Three. Yep. And so they brought her and Jimmy Smith's back to reprise their characters. Yeah. So. Cool to have. Um, to cool to have Bail Organa be more than just like a, a, a slight reference to something now. Yeah, for sure. It was cool. He had some pretty cool little. Uh, little Easter eggs that he said too. Yeah. Um, one of them that I, one of them that I realized today because I watched The New Hope today, because <laughs> that's how I live my life. Yeah. Ever since I've seen this movie, it's been nothing but Star Wars, dude. Well, I mean, oh my god, I sent Jesse an email with my crazy fucking Ray prediction that I spent four hours writing out, doing a bunch of research, <laughs> and like, I swear to God, I'm right, and maybe we'll talk about that later, but <laughs> we'll see. Um. God, I don't even remember where I was going with that. Where were we? Oh, um, something that you realized from New Hope. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that later. The that Easter egg. That is what I was asking about earlier about the what did oh, I that you needed what to did I need to write into the, the show? Gotcha. Ugh, yeah, and that's what it is right there. So, um, so I just want to ask first of all, like, what were your guys' initial thoughts coming out of the theater? Star Travis. I wanted to watch New, a New Hope. Okay. Just because, like, it it. I thought it was good, and it just progressed so smoothly. Like the timing of it, you know, like oh well, the next thing I need to do is watch more Star Wars. So. For sure, and it led so well into that other one. It was just like, I mean, they they didn't lie when they said that Rogue One is like six minutes before A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Seamless transition. So, yeah, it's it's basically you could watch Rogue One and A New Hope at the same time, and it would be like the same movie. So, kind of, I guess. Might try that later on in time. Just yeah, when it when it comes out, I'll definitely do that, <laughs> for sure. That's that's how I live my life. What about you, Jesse? What were your thoughts when you first came out? Uh, like I said, the the first thing that struck me, or the thing that struck me the most about the movie, was the visuals. It was 
beautiful. It was, I think, possibly the best shot Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Um, the POV shots. The POV the shots were fucking tight. The dog fights. The establishing shots. The the even the little battle scenery. sequences on Jeddah and stuff. Yeah. Super cool. um, the framing of all the shots where the Death Star came into focus. That that scene of the Death Star over Jeddah, in front of the sun, and it eclipses the sun just as it fires the beam was gorgeous. Yeah, for sure. And, and when and when it shows it coming out of hyperspace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, and that to me, this movie really impressed upon you what made the Death Star terrifying. Right. Because in A New Hope, you get it. You're like, oh, it's a giant space station, you know, and they need to destroy it. But what you don't really realize is Is what that means is is they can put this wherever they want it instantaneously, anywhere in the galaxy, and change everything in an instant. Not just like, oh, yeah, it'll be here in five years, and it'll, you know, (laughs) we got time to plan for it. No, it goes through hyperspace. Which right there, which led to a discussion between Travis and I of how Star Wars hyperspace works. Is it acceleration based or is it like a wormhole thing? Anyways, not super important. You're talking like how how it affects time and stuff. Well, like is is are they trying? Are they accelerating the Death Star, and then it hits a certain point and jumps to hyperspace, or are they like creating a oh. wormhole and going through it? Okay. Is what I'm asking because interesting because there's no like thrusters on it at all. So then it must be some sort of wormhole or I gravity would, displacement. I would think so unless there's like on the back of it there's thrusters that right. like, open up. Well, and the and the point being that you wouldn't need. I it mean, would look would, like that ship from you would uh, still need the galaxy. Uh, get hitch- hitch- yeah, hitchhikers yeah. out of the galaxy. You would still need thrusters, but you wouldn't need an impossible amount of thrust because you're in space. So right. there's no right. But, um, yeah, the, I mean, I would, I would assume it's more like a wormhole base where they yeah. like bend, bend space to where it like, it just yeah. brings it forward towards them. It's like a gravitational pull. Right. That's how I feel about it. So, but I mean, not an important detail, but glad that we cleared that up. Yeah, um, we'll just say that, that makes the death star <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Like now your horizon has an extra thing on it and yeah. that thing, it means you have little to no time to escape right you're most basically, likely yeah you have no um, idea when someone's just gonna pull the trigger so i really liked that and then i really really liked the humanization of the empire um you know to have them have real human characters there that are like having their own internal struggles like galen or so sure you know feels guilty for this weapon that he's created but sure. he knows there's no way to stop it from being finished like right. that's a very poignant um, Oppenheimer esque, like oh I've created a nuke. What have what I am done? I do yeah. Oh shit yeah. Like yeah. I did what I was asked and I achieved my goal, but now the world must live in fear of what I've done. Right. Dissolve. Right. right. And we'll so, get we'll get to that when we get to that part of the movie when they when they like show right. his remorse and stuff because so, there's a really good scene where they show like how he explains right what happened and stuff and so we'll definitely have, get there they have the humanization of the empire and they have that showing of the underbelly of the rebel alliance oh yeah and, yeah and we'll definitely get there too yeah like, 
like um, it did the, a great yeah. job of that'll be like one of the first things because yeah. I just I just exactly. want to go through basically the plot here I, f- I found a really good on Wikipedia there's a really good like plot list so we can just kind of read it and talk about each little yeah, definitely. little section um, and first things first I want to start with the very beginning of the movie Me too. starting without a crawl okay so did you guys first of all did you know that there wasn't a crawl going into it I did you did? Did you? I knew because I had asked you. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, it was a... I guess the reason that I was wondering if there was a crawl was because all of the crawls say episode 5, episode right. 6. Like, so were they like going to... 3.5. Right. Were they going to do that or were they going to say a Star Wars story? I think like, they would have... If they were going to do a crawl, it would have been Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Right. Instead of the episode episodic numeral on there right so that was the reason that i was asking was mostly just a technical thing sure um for me the and this could just be me but for me the big nostalgia excitement wave is the actually comes from the music sure that accompanies the crawl that first trumpet blast is like I'm getting goosebumps thinking yeah. about the trumpet yeah. blast right now. Oh my God. So it's it's like to me they still had that. Right. Like they had that uh they did that kind of cold open like here's some characters and then bam this yeah. is Rogue One. Right. Like, well and it was it was like a um that first opening shot when it like just goes into space. It says a long time ago in a galaxy far far away yeah. and then it just it's like bam and and it yeah. has the trumpets just like do a staccato fucking boop and right what there, was and then really the music interesting and stuff. I mean, part of what was interesting about that was that they didn't. This article gives you the name of that planet, mm-hmm. but in the movie they didn't put up a title for that planet. Oh, the very first right. one, right? Yeah. It was just like here's yeah, they did. Lamu. It's uh, it starts. Oh, what's it called? No, no, um, it's, it says no. it's right there. It's Lamu. Lamu. Yeah, it's it says it at the beginning. I swear to you, it does. It's in the bottom left hand corner. They do it with every single location they go to except Mustafar. I thought it was Mustafar and Lamu. Mustafar and Yavin 4. Sorry. They, because... Nah, they mentioned Yavin 4. Huh? I've seen Did, did they 4. say Yavin 4? I was, because their explanation of not doing Mustafar was that we'd been to that planet already. Right. And so they didn't need to so explain it. So this should be it. familiar. Yeah. I, I, I so, thought they did it with Yavin 4, but I swear to God they said... So I think if they... Had that at the beginning. I don't know if they did. I'll see if I can find that specifically right now. Sure. But if they didn't, I had initially thought like, uh, same thing with Mustafar. Like, did they not show us that because that's a planet we know? Right. Is that like a different part of Naboo or is that like, or something like that? Yeah. Like, where is that? Yeah. But this article specifically states where it is. Uh, let me see if that, I don't, I don't think it did. See. What did you think about the crawl, Travis? Were you disappointed that it wasn't there? No. Um, or you were just more. Pre- I was. I was more prepared when I went in. I was like, okay, th- it's not going to be there. Shit, that's okay. It'll be fine. I thought <laughs> most of the time the crawl's just like, hey, this is what's going on. Right. It's like a little bit of a backstory. Uh, I think like a little a backstory and like then some. But sure. This going into it and knowing what I know, it was. Was fine, but like, because I already kind of partially knew what was going on. Like, oh, first five minutes into the movie, and you already he already tells you like, oh, I need you to build, 
Right, he's already like talking about what they're doing and why he's there and stuff. Which let's get to that part. Um, it starts where you know the it has the the traditional like ship in the camera that you know the ship comes in the camera, mm-hmm. flies in the camera, and then goes down into the into the planet, and it shows you you know it shows Krennic and uh, his. I guess it doesn't show them yet. It pans or it goes over to Jin and her mm-hmm. family, and you know them preparing and stuff because they know that they're coming and and so like galen is like oh my god we need to we need to fucking you know this is what we plan for let's let's get prepared you know and really cool shot they show the uh the first of the easter eggs um this is the scene where you see the blue milk and you see the stormtrooper doll Mm, at the very beginning yeah but you also see the same food processor that um luke's aunt is using in tatooine right it's right there so there's a bunch of little um little things in that in that house or whatever mm-hmm. that, that that you know they stole from a new hope and refer back to that um so yeah now you know galen has sent him away and you got fucking krennic walking up to their house with his i think it was what six death troopers which by the way death troopers were one of my favorite things of this because a they were badass and they never missed like the point of Death Troopers was that they were like the the elite marksman. shooter, yeah, marksmen of of the Empire, and they they would never miss, which they eventually did. We'll get into that later, but um, but yeah, so they're walking up, and it it just looks it's so ominous with them, like you know, the, it, there's so there's a bunch of clouds in the sky, and it's all dark, and he's just like fucking badass walking up with a oh, mission, yeah, like he's gonna, me. Oh. They had like that weird black sand that was flying everywhere (laughs) god that was beautiful so now you know he obviously gets up to the house and starts talking to galen galen or so is the only one there and he mentions that his wife had passed away and and, you know there wasn't a family anymore and and krennic this is one of my favorite lines krennic is like oh you know so sorry my best regards and then all of a sudden you see galen's wife running up gonna shoot these guys and she's like he's like Oh, look at that. Back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I fucking knew you were lying to me. Yeah. Come on. He didn't believe you for a second. Yeah. And so then, you know, then he sends his guards to go get Jin. Because if the wife is alive, the kid must be Right. He's, he's like, go find the, they have a child, go find it, blah, blah, blah. Um, body. So, God, so what are your guys' like reaction to, to, first of all, the introduction of the, of Krennic and the Death Troopers? And then just like, I mean, the the planet was so pretty in itself. They do such a good job with going to these different planets and making it so fucking awesome. Yeah, you know? atmosphere. Making each planet a character. Exactly. And then and then making like the atmosphere of the planet like kind of go along with what's going on in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you go to the you go to the prison planet and it's dark as fuck. And like. Yeah there's nothing around gloomy you know, and rainy and it's all fucking dirt and looks like a wasteland you know? yeah i i really i got a lot of like almost nazi overtones from krennic and the death oh, yeah. troopers like when they're going up there they're like it reminded me this. a lot yeah. of fucking inglorious bastards right when dude walks up to the house and like he has a glass of milk or whatever yeah. and he's finds them. he's calm he's collected right he right. knows he's got a huge number of dollars and people and power behind him right like, and he's just there to to, to fuck shit up yeah and, 
and he knows that he's going to do it. He knows yeah. everything that's going on. He's just trying to play along with whatever right. Galen is saying. Yeah, it's yeah. so it was almost like that. It was like, it almost felt Nazi-like. Like, let's go make this guy do what we want him to do, you know. Which is great because George Lucas, power. Yeah. Lucas loved those, like, analogies of, of different Right, well, like and, powers and stuff and, with going back to World War Two and shit. Well, you know, and like, the the troops used in the Blitzkrieg by the Germans in the World War Two were called stormtroopers. Oh that's, yeah, that's, for sure. That's yeah. where that term comes from. Yeah, very good call. Um, so yeah, uh, Travis, what's your like when they first started walking up to the house, like those death troopers with those giant guns, black glass, like <laughs> death, just so really. badass. I need to get one of those Terrifying. action figures for sure. It was it nice to finally see him as I heard about him before. Right. I, you'd like, seen so many pictures and the trailers and stuff and you see him. And so possibly related then is um, is Darth Vader's armor a variation on some sort of stormtrooper mm. armor or is it the other way around? Um, I, I mean, it's I think it's just based on like what. What he needs. What, what he needs, yeah. Because, like, but it's, yeah. the clone troopers had, you know, the same kind of thing going on. And, like, and yeah. then they switched to stormtroopers and got those different outfits. But none of them were, you know, lo- missing three limbs. That's true. And had a robot hand. Well, yeah. Know, like, but the masks, like, was very, I mean, because. Oh, well, the stormtrooper mask, you can just kind of pull off really easily. Right. And Vader's and mask, like, attached to his head. Right. But they have. The respirator. And they have, but they have stylistic similarities. Like, sure, the there's you know a dark visor and stuff like that. Is it is it meant for Vader's look to kind of fit with the rest of it, or is it just like it, it's kind of a coincidence that they're all shiny and because they use the same material? Yeah. Essentially, I think it would be yeah more of just they use the same material yeah. for it because it's it's kind of the same armor. Future plastic. I mean, like. Yeah, like, and the stormtroopers have way more future plastic than Vader does. He's got more That's of like true. insulation around some future him. rubber going on. Yeah, and like all of it's mainly robotic. That's true. You know what I mean? So he's like General Grievous, just has a little more body than he's all torso. Yeah, I would Darth say Darth torso. I would say <laughs> if anything, Darth Vader is more based off of General Grievous and his outfit than anything else. That's true. They because do have they, that same like swooping shoulder design and the cape and shit. Yeah. Like it would, I mean, the the cape thing is an empire. Yeah, everyone in the empire was, you know, Krennic wore a fucking cape. Well, so. high ranking illness. high ranking officials have. Capes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Regular officers that, don't. The only one that didn't really was a uh, man. Grand Moff Tarkin. So. One more side note. Speaking of high ranking officials, is the Project Stardust logo on? Erso's arm, not the coolest version of the Empire logo ever. Oh, yeah. For it's, sure. It's like an octagonal variation with just a beam coming out oh. of it. Like, oh, man, it's gorgeous. Let's see if I can find it. Um, I'm just going to look up Rogue One and see if I can find some oh, pictures here. Sort of like a star um, star in the sky kind of thing it's, going on. So, like, you know the shape of the Imperial mm-hmm. logo? It's all filled in. But then instead of like that open space in the middle, mm-hmm. there's just a, there's a shine and then a beam coming straight out of it. Is it this one right here? No. no that's the actual Imperial. You'll logo. have to look up Jalen Erso or Galen Erso. Oh, okay. Uh, uniform. Man, okay, okay. We'll do that. 
that yeah, would be the scene like on the prison their planet. Own firm, I guess. Yeah, he's he's like, and and again, much like the Manhattan Project, he's mm-hmm. he's like, I have a group of guys that are my guys. We all work on this stuff. I'm in charge. Right. I compartmentalize the knowledge. Yeah. Like a view of product, uh, keeping the trade secrets with me. Yeah. Good. Good rooting of the super weapon construction in reality. Right. Here we go, Galen or so. Let's see. Yeah, so it's that uniform. Which one? Uh, up a little bit. Oh, are you talking the scientist outfits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were super cool. Up a little bit. Let's see. Where is it at? This outfit, but it's on his shoulder that you can't see. Oh, son of a bitch. And there's this one. Yeah, yeah, because when, when he's talking to him. See if you can get the shot of him through the scope. Oh, I Dude, it's too early for that right now. I was trying to see if I could find the scientists because it's got. No, it's not gonna do it. Let's see. Oh, the engineers. Yeah. Yeah, they have that cool little logo. That's the same one you're talking about, right? The logo on his on their on the breast of their. I think outfit. so. Okay. Project Stardust Rogue One. I mean, everything is pretty logo, pretty under wraps still, as far as like pictures and shit for this movie. You know. Yeah, definitely. It's all just trailer pictures, unless this is one. This is one right here. Nope, that's the regular Imperial. Are you sure? Because he would, the, uh, Bodhi was on the same base as he was. But he was a pilot. Oh, I guess that's true. Fuck you, Bodhi. Bodhi! Yeah. Everybody knows his name because they, they spent yeah. like the last 15 <laughs> minutes of the movie screaming it. Yeah, no shit. All right. Um, well, we'll, we'll have to Sorry, find yeah. that. We'll I didn't, find that I didn't a little mean bit. to it, it is derail. cool, though. Go I do. Ahead. I now that I know <laughs> what the symbol is, it is a super cool like I'm gonna variation. Keep, I'll keep it. looking. You go. You guys go ahead and advance. Um, <laughs> so now let's see. Let's go. Moving on here. So we're uh, 15 years later after after that whole thing. Um, you know, Galen gets taken away, and 15 years later, pilot. Bodhi Rook has defected from the Empire, and uh, we are on what planet are we on? I think we're on. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. It shows it's Cassian. Cassian's on this planet, getting a. Uh, he finds a an informant, a rebel informant, that is in, informing Cassian that someone has defected, a rebel or a, an Imperial pilot has defected, and he's got a message for Saw Gerrera. And that's that's that whole this this is the first scene first time you see uh, Cassian and he's like he's like a rebel spy basically trying to get all all the shit. And this is the first time ever that you really see like the grittiness of the rebel alliance, because, you know, as as soon as as soon as uh, he gets his information from this guy. Um, stormtroopers start, you know, finding them like they see their position, and Cassian kills some stormtroopers, and so now they got this fucking battalion coming after them, and and the informants just freaking out. So so Cassian just like puts his he- puts his hands on his head, and he's like, "It's gonna be okay, I promise," and just blasts him in the back and kills him. And, and then he leaves like, him. He leaves the body there though. Just, just leaves. Well, yeah, I mean because. Then the rest of the stormtroopers that are looking for what just happened and what they just heard will come up and go, oh, there was clearly a scuffle and these guys are dead now. Right. But there's no one else we need to look for. Right. 
and it's but it's just showing that like Cassian just just killed him, and this isn't the first time that Cassian is like he's willing he's, to do whatever he needs to exactly. for the rebellion. He, he's like ordered to kill somebody, and he's like, all right, whatever, sure. Yeah, whatever. he's like Bond. He's like, I'll just kill anyone as long as I get my shit and break it away. Um. So yeah, so we're going to as soon as uh as soon as uh Bodhi breaks out. Um, Cassian goes to the planet. God, I cannot remember what it's called. I'm trying to find it right now. It's the it's the Imperial internment camp. Basically, the rebels go to this internment camp and break Jin or so out of her little prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the first time you get to see K2SO, which is fucking awesome. I love this droid. He Everything he did was great. He was very good. Like, I'm, I'm upset that I haven't bought his little toy yet because, like, <laughs> now that everyone's seen the movie, you're never oh. going to be able to find it again. Oh, yeah. Like, that's everybody's favorite Gone. character by far. I just... And I love Except Alan... Except, I mean... Here's the thing. The majority I, people. I love Alan Tudyk. And... He's really, really amazing, and he did a really great job. Part of me was just like, I was hearing like Stewie from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it was something about the attitude mixed with that slight <laughs> accent. And I just, yeah. I, some of the lines for me just were delivered to something. Well, they, they still had to make it kind of kid friendly, you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. And they I still agree. had to make the jokes like, I agree. For, for a, yeah, small well, audience as well. Yeah, and it, and it didn't like it wasn't like a Jar Jar level thing, so right. I was fine with it. No, it yeah. was just if there were a small complaint or a criticism I had, that would be one of them. Right. Um. But yeah, his first line, he he like you know Jin uh, Jin like punches the rebel in the stomach and then runs <laughs> out of the thing and K two S O grabs her and throws her on the ground and congratulations you're being rescued <laughs> yeah do not resist like. And obviously that was in the trailer and stuff, but it was funnier even seeing it on the big screen, you know, just <laughs> her just being like, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> um, Necessary. Yeah, so now uh, now we're uh, traveling from there. They do a lot of, like, really quick traveling here, like, in the in the beginning of the, sh- of the movie. It's like... I loved the pacing. Was there was quick. no yeah, point it goes, where I was like, really, come on, really movie. really, quick. Because, <laughs> you know, it starts with, with Galen getting captured again yeah. and, and Jin hiding in the rock. And like, which we didn't talk about that. Um, Jin basically, whenever, whenever Galen's getting captured, she runs away and hides in this little rock. Oh, hey, Nate. Nate What's is here. Up? What's up? How's it going, Nate? Nate's here. Nate. We're gonna we're gonna pause real quick and get Nate all set up. Hang on. All right, and we're back. Nate is here with us now. We got him all hooked up. He's ready to go. Say hello, Nate. Hello, Nate. Hello, Nate. Thank you for stopping in and joining yeah, us. Yeah, sorry on to this. be tardy to the party, but uh, happy no, to cool. be here to talk about some Rogue One. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, let me just ask you, like, so we can just kind of keep going. I just want to ask you, since I didn't ask anyone else, who was your favorite character in this? Uh, honestly, I was surprised to say it, as, as I was kind of saying right before we got started, but K2SO, all which right. really surprises all me. Right. Well, you join all the other 12-year-olds. <laughs> I know, I know. I didn't realize that makes me a little kid. <laughs> it's kind of there like was no Darth Maul in this your movie. There was. There was no Darth Maul. So 12-year-olds had to find something else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it was either him or the Inigo Montoya guy. Right. All like, right. Anyways. So <laughs> now, that, now that everyone is here, we are just barely scratching the surface of this right now. Um, 
we just got through uh, Krennic and the Death Troopers, like, you know, killing Jyn Erso's mom and taking Jyn Erso's dad. And we saw her hiding under a rock. And, like, that was the... We didn't touch that very much, touch on that very much, but that was the scene where the stormtrooper found the little stormtrooper doll, which I will touch on more later if we get to my predictions. Yeah. Um, So yeah, then, then uh, I think, I believe that first scene ends with Saw Gerrera opening up the hatch of the rock and saying, come child, come, come Come, child, child. come with me. (laughs) Yeah. We have a long road ahead of us or whatever. I have something in my throat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, That's why I'll be breathing like this. Later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, uh, yeah, then we got to the point where Cassian kills that informant. And then um, they just broke Jin out of jail. They broke Jin out of the fucking internment camp, the Imperial internment camp, which is pretty sweet in itself. I really liked it was on like an asteroid. If you remember? Yeah, it was two asteroids that were built together by one or by two conjoining cities in the center. Yeah. It was very cool. I believe that was the internment camp. Or maybe that was the. Uh, That might have been where the informant was. Yeah, I really hope to see a special edition where that part of the movie isn't quite as rushed because I would have liked to see a little more of that part go down. Yeah, that's true. But that was pretty sweet setting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I, I think. I think you're right. The informant spot was uh, that fucking asteroid planet. Here, you I wish you would this, say it. On you here. leave this synopsis up. I'll pull up the. Oh, here, um, um, yeah, I was gonna say. F- see if you can find like a, a planet list. I couldn't find one earlier, but if you can find a sweet planet list that tells you, because you know it, it tells us at first that we're on the planet Lamu, which is sweet. I, I wanted to talk about the different planets because they basically. They introduce all new planets except for Yavin 4 and Mustafar. Right. And I really like that. I like how how many planets they're bringing into this instead of just that, like, specific three planets that they were on on the fucking original movies. Right. I mean, is this, like, there was Damn. no sand planet anywhere, right? No, there was a uh, beach planet. Jetta was... I mean, Jetta was uh, like yeah. Jetta was more of a wasteland, dirty though. kind of, because but it didn't have the sand dune fine dirt appearance. Did. <laughs> I think Jetta used to be more of a flourishing planet, and then the it's Empire like a Mars started taking place now. the Kyber crystals, and it started killing the yeah. planet off. It just seems they've had something very Tatooine-ish in almost every other Star Wars, and I didn't really sense that in this one, which I kind of like. No, they not have at all. Unique looking the, planets. The closest one you would you would, you could really compare it to would be the the internment camp planet. Yeah, because it was it's, more just kind of a shithole. That's just like a wasteland. Yeah, yeah. where they yeah. fucking mining for spices or some shit. Um, <laughs> it's always <laughs> spices. Spice Seriously. contains life yeah. or something. Um, did you find the planet list? Uh, no? Almost. Keep keep talking. Oh, okay. Sorry. We'll just uh, we'll just keep going on here. They get to as soon as they break Jin out of the prison that's on whatever planet. Which she's in a vehicle. She's in an old Clone Wars vehicle, which is super tight. They bring one of those in there, one of their little like fucking jail cell, jail cell vehicles, tanks or whatever. But anyway, they break her out, and then they take her to Yavin Four, and then uh, she's introduced to God. This is like one of the coolest parts, and I'm glad it happened so early because like, <laughs> man, when Mom Mothma comes up and you just see her little fucking gaze yeah like oh my god that's her 
that's a that's a death stare. <laughs> <laughs> she knows people are gonna die. Um, but yeah, and then y- I mean, you see little Bail Organa come out of the shadow, which is pretty tight. And like they, you know, that th- this is the scene where they, they're like, you know, wh- whatever on your own since fifteen, like numerous uh, things against you, like robbery numerous crimes Terrorism. blah 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 which by the way that scene in the trailer wasn't in the actual movie they didn't really break that mm-hmm. down for her mm-hmm. she didn't and she also didn't say this is a rebellion right I rebel <laughs> yeah I which, think that was all very like exposition heavy stuff that they just cut because they yeah, realized which that you could still follow the plot without <coughs> those lines without them slapping I was gonna say th- I think that was to get people to understand the label. where the movie was set yeah, there right. was really you only know. one part of the movie where it seemed like they were for the trailers where it was just like rebellions are built on hope. Right. Let's say that like nine times. Right. Yeah, we decided I get a free sub if I say hope. it ten times. We decided that that, uh, that that hope was this movie's version of great power and great responsibility. Well, yeah. and I think they're really <laughs> trying to tie it into a new hope. Right. So it's like this is yeah. a new hope. And thank God I Leia didn't say they've given us it. a new hope. Oh, oh my god. Thank God. <laughs> she also didn't bring up Life Day, which, by the way, I think that's tomorrow. So happy Life Day while we're here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And hopefully and Chewie can get home for the holidays. Glad, Definitely, so he can watch his dad hear, watch porn. Uh, <laughs> glad to hear that Carrie Fisher is doing well. Yes. Yeah, I'm way, glad to hear to she's that. improved. Carrie Fisher um, had a heart attack yesterday on a plane going to England to promote her new book, um, which is called. The princess. the princess, God, what is it? Diarist or something? I don't know. It was it's something Star Wars punny. Mm. Yeah. Princess Diaries, something. Princess Leia, Di- the Leia Diaries. I don't know something. But she was going there and she had a heart attack and was taken to a hospital in critical condition. Um, but there was just an update from her brother. That she was that on was that on Twitter, stabilized. Travis? Uh, I saw a post on Reddit. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there was an update from her brother saying that she is in stable condition and looking to be okay. So, that's good. Um, Mark Hamill, if you're listening to this, which you're not, but if you are, please stay away from planes. <laughs> that seems to be a thing with you, you three. Ford. Yeah, with, with you three that, that, fuck, dude, stay away from planes. You guys <laughs> need to John Madden that shit and just yeah. start taking buses just take a bus. everywhere. Yeah, Travis Barker, it, he does that same thing. I think he takes boats overseas he'll like hop on a fucking cruise line or something and <laughs> that dude is so afraid of planes um anyway sorry moving on so now we're on yavin four and they discuss that um uh Jin's dad ha- has some information for saw Gerrera and they know that Jin used to work with saw Gerrera in his extremist group and they think that she's going to be able to get an audience with him to like get the message you know what i mean to, to see what see what this message is about Work as a middleman right so they basically know about the defected pilot and all that shit um from the poor killed informant on whatever planet that was jesse yeah we still can't it's not it's <laughs> not a planet i looked up rogue one list of planets and it gave me Jeddah, yavin 4 scarif and mustafar Oh my god, really? <laughs> oh, and the one from the beginning, Lalu. Oh man. The other one was like started with a K, I think. Um Trade 
I don't know, whatever. So yeah, now Jen knows the mission and she knows what she's got to do and she's basically got to decide if she's going to go on this mission or if she's going to go back to jail. So stopping right there. First of all, let's just start with the goddamn Yavin 4 base. Hello. And like, yeah, going straight back to that. Like it's it's looks like the original fucking base. All of the costumes are spot on. The X-Wings are spot on. You know, you have the pilots in their fucking orange jumpsuits. Spot well, on. Well, and that yeah. was reflective of really the entire approach of the movie. Like, honestly, yeah, the, really the, the costumes and the set design and the lighting and even the camera work. The ships. With the stuff, exception like, of there being no wipes. I mean, all of it was oh, yeah. made no wipes. to do it, or to look exactly <laughs> like that original movie and it was it was amazing it blew my mind i kind of got like the little kid feeling when i, I, saw I that definitely room. did i got some goosebumps when they walked into yavin 4 and i saw the little gonk droid hanging out in there <coughs> <laughs> and like you know the little r2 units you could see and stuff yep. like oh man and then that this is one little easter egg i'm gonna try and do all the easter eggs where we go piece by piece because i really want to tie those into where these are and stuff but this easter egg in particular when they're first walking in you hear over oh it's on my phone that's where my note is um no it's not you hear over the intercom let's see Sindula. um uh what is it general lieutenant Sindula? please report to the to the main room or whatever right and Sindula is the pilot from rebels the twi'lek pilot on rebels mm. the green chick mm. um which if that's true i mean rebels is about the cartoon is about four years before um the battle of yavin so probably about four years from before this movie right and uh she you know she's she's a pilot for the rebel alliance they work with princess leia you know but she's just a pilot she's not up in the ranks her dad on the other hand is is up in the ranks like he's a general and stuff and he like He's a senator or some shit, like, and still works with the rebels. And so it, it could either be her dad or her being called over the intercom. But either way, it's a really cool tie into rebels. That's the first tie into rebels of the, I think there's three in this movie. Which officially <laughs> recognizes rebels as canon. Exactly. It counts. Exactly. Which is, I mean, it did it anyway. Because you right. got, I mean, Darth Maul, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, Ahsoka Tano, they're all in um and wedge antilles mm. is in rebels like they they've tied it together pretty well but now they're actually putting it into like live action film which i think is sweet yeah they're doing, you know, they're doing a real marvel thing actually yeah. with uh the whole captain america and agents of shield tie-ins totally. slow slow universe building multimedia platform yeah totally the good thing about star wars though is they already had a universe Right, and they had a they had a film universe as well that they could go off of. Yep. like Marvel has, I mean, they're all geniuses over there. St- they started well, like, what in two thousand six yeah. with Iron Man, and they were like, okay, let's let's throw this little fucking shot in here, this yeah. little one shot, and see what happens, see exactly. the reaction, and then yeah. everyone <laughs> lost their fucking minds, yep. and so they ran with it, and now fucking those Marvel movies are some of the best well, things well, that come and, out. And what Disney kind of owns both? properties marvel and star wars and it makes sense yeah what kind of blew my mind in this movie was just the fact that like this was kind of a spinoff to a degree i mean it was totally. the first one that's not a 
traditional it's, episode. It's right. technically and a yet, Star Wars story. within itself, there are spinoffs that could be done. For sure, know? yeah. Like, For I sure. want to know a lot more about what happened during some of those gaps in time and all that stuff. And there's just more, char- like, the characters in there have mm. such... And that's when it, it was like Star Wars is so deep and that universe is so evolved right. in terms of just how it's over the last like 40 years that they're, I mean, I'm confident after seeing that, that there's going to be more movies after these nine oh, and guaranteed. that they're going to be well, they already good have, movies. Yes. I have. I have a list of all the scheduled Star yeah. Wars movies at the end here. It's, um, yeah. Guaranteed. And I'm, the, but I'm, yeah. I'm like happy about that now, For as sure. opposed to being concerned that they're gonna just wreck the franchise. But they're just yeah. gonna like fucking. No, it's being George treated Lucas rape so it, well. Like, yeah. Trying to get as much money as they can. No, I, I exactly. really, I agree with you on that. I really like what they're doing, and how they're slowly getting us adjusted to the way Disney's gonna make Star Wars. Like, I yeah. think this first trilogy they're doing is gonna be their like transition period from. The, the Lucas Lucas way of making things to the Disney way of making things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they'll have, you know, either I, I'm hoping they'll have an old, old prequel, like fucking Old Republic status. That would be You know sick. what I mean? Like way back in the day. Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, my so then, God. So then it wouldn't tie in with anything with these, these new movies. You know, they could do right. their own fucking thing there, and it would be great. And that's, you know, I think that's initially what they're trying to get us to get accustomed to is them making their own stories. Right. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for them to make, more which movies. is a great reason for them to establish lore points in the universe, like Kyber <gasps> crystals and right. the will sensitive of the wills. Yeah, people that are force sensitive without being Jedi mm-hmm. and things like that. Oh yeah. Um, maybe even the force having a will of its own, right. Being its own entity and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then, I mean, oh, geez, there's just so much shit. And I love it. I love all the media that's coming out for this. Um, So, yeah, then uh, back to the Rebel base, um, the awesome, like, identical Rebel base on Yavin 4. They have this meeting, and they all decide that, you know, Cassian is going to take Jin um, with K2SO to Jeddah to find Saw Gerrera. Um, Jeddah is their their rendition of a desert planet for this movie right so and it's it's actually an old planet that had like a lot of i I believe it it was like kind of the beginning of the jedi is where that planet is Mm. because they have the guardians of the wills here that's the intro to um donnie yen and uh the other guy's character bays bays malvis's character yeah um they're guardians of the wills which the wills we don't know too much about in the new, the new canon, but the old canon, the wills was like the rules of the Jedi, hmm. and it was you know so if if that's you know if they're guardians of the wills and that's like where that shit originated, hence why they have a giant Jedi statue right on their planet yeah that at this point has been knocked over which there's a cool shot panning into that planet where they show show the Jedi, and it's yeah just the like you were saying bef- before the cinematography and this is excellent it's pretty so pretty you can see everything and then you have one of k2so's first jokes when they're on their way there when he's like he's like why does she get a gun and i don't right and that's (laughs) so that's the thing and i know that's like that is like the 10 year old answer to say that was my favorite character but like i you know i as i said i my background is in film and everything and i really do appreciate good writing and like what a clever 
writing mechanism to say that like well he says whatever enters his circuits because of the reprogramming exactly then at that point you can write whatever you want and it's totally believable that it would just come right out of his mouth that's a good point and so and a lot of the best lines in the movie like i saw it twice and both times when he's introduced and he says congratulations you are being rescued (laughs) the theater died yeah Yeah. (laughs) like in a combination of cheering and and just laughing their ass off and that's great because that was in the trailer too like you saw that line in the trailer and people still laugh their asses off in the theater just so perfectly delivered and it comes out of nowhere yeah Yeah. and uh so yeah they sit down and he's like why did she get a gun and and he's like oh cassian like asks her and she's like fuck you man i get this gun because i know how to use it and we're going to a war zone like don't take my fucking gun away (laughs) i find that answer vague and alarming yeah (laughs) exactly yeah she's like i found it he's like where'd you get that gun and she's like i found it i find that answer vague and unconvincing yeah unconvincing that's what it was <laughs> and then they, you yeah. know she convinced them to let him let her keep the gun and he's, right cassian yeah. sits down and he's like do you want to know the probability of her using <laughs> the gun against us <laughs> not really it's high it's high yeah it's, it's very high <laughs> yeah so yeah that's i mean in the k2so was just loaded with jokes and those those were you know like every character in the movie yeah. they all kind of had their own character arc and yeah. it was interesting to have he had like an almost jaded bitter outlook <laughs> yeah. on everything yeah. even though he was a robot right like well because he had been like kind of reprogrammed and screwed with right. and he's yeah. on the other side now right. and he's just like this is what the like yeah. you know back to hitchhiker's guide that's like alan rickman's character that yeah right. fucking yeah Cynical robot. Yeah. Oh, seriously. <laughs> it was well written. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Contributes to the uh, this tradition of droids being the comedic relief. Yeah. yeah. Right. Snarky. Right. Yeah, but avoiding the, I mean, C-3PO gets Stupid a little grinding. And he the, avoided and the, that, and he avoided and the, the Jar Jar grinding. Yes. And like, the Clone Wars droids that made those stupid fucking... Roger, Roger. Oh. Ugh. And they talked so much more in... Uh, <laughs> In the episode two, and th- oh god, anyway. <laughs> move along. Um, move along. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one thing I forgot to mention at, at the very beginning is Jin's mother gives her a necklace that has a crystal on it, and we don't know what this crystal is yet until this scene when they land on Jeddah, and they're walking through the city to try and find Saw Gerrera. They're trying to find a way to get into Saw because he's like mm-hmm. really hidden. The Empire is like watching over this fucking city and like you know they're they're trying to find Sagarera because he's caused so much pro- so many problems and he's with the like master gorilla fighter so they don't know right. where he is they just right. know that he causes problems right and he's so here. so they're there looking around for him and um another easter egg fucking doctor whatever his name is and oh man pamba pamba barat pamba what's his name what's his name what's his name need to get this goddamn thing oh right like the, his whole fallout the, with the, the rebels right there like the two, that could be a movie. no what i was the gonna say is the, the, yeah the easter egg the, the aliens from the moss Eisley bar mm-hmm. what are their fucking names oh my god yeah that part was great because he looked a little bit younger too, yeah like just a few years younger right they just you know you know they're walking through the city and Jin runs into to the guy and he's like, you better just watch yourself. I don't like you either. <laughs> yeah. And his friend, like, you know, the big fucking headed alien with the, <laughs> with the vagina mouth runs up and he's like, like pushes him away. And like, you know, so that was a pretty cool little tie into A New Hope, which which also is it's confusing. We were talking about this earlier. Like 
those dudes got out of there quick because of what happens later on on Jeddah. Like, oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll get there. But, um, but yeah, so they run into them, and then, you know, there's they're walking through the city trying to figure shit out, and all of a sudden there's an ambush. Um, Saw Guerrero's armies ambush a, a uh, imperial, like, tank carrying imperial a convoy basically. yeah convoy they're already searching the city for rebels yeah and it's 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 uh carrying uh kyber crystals through the city mm. and so now oh yeah sorry l- let me backtrack jesus holy cow i got so far ahead of myself well this not this I'm fair so because excited. this part of the movie was a little well, bit hard to follow that's it, where i hope they slow down some of the special edition. it's true yeah like because it, it, there was it, a lot to quick. take in real quick it was real quick and definitely the second time seeing it you saw a lot more but the first time you're like, what's that? What's that? What's that? The first that? time what's I missed that? everything. The second time yeah. I missed mostly everything. <laughs> right. I was, <laughs> I, I was fucking locked in. I was focused the second time. I tried. Um, but no. So anyway, back to the necklace that Jin's mom gives her the kyber, the crystal necklace. You don't know it's a kyber crystal, but I just gave it up. Sorry. Um, and then as they're walking through the city, uh, Donnie Yen's character, like, kind of calls her out. And he says, I can't remember what exactly he says to her. Something about the crystal? Oh, yeah. Something about... He's like... Where did you get that necklace? Yeah. And she's like, what? And and he's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. And he's not looking at her at all. Right. Because you don't know yet that he's blind. Right. But she walks up and you find out he's blind. And then you learn about the kyber crystals. And he kind of explains about what kyber crystals are. And that's basically... She, She knows, though. I think I think she knows, yeah, but he like he says something and she goes, Yeah, they power Jedi lightsabers. Yeah, like right. oh yeah, my oh, father told true, me that true, yeah. Jedi yeah. used them to power their yeah. lightsabers. That's true. And she he knows. like yeah. and he like smiles a little bit or something. And, yeah. And he's like, uh the the best planets um are made of but kyber. The best stars have hearts of kyber. Right, made that's of what it kyber. is. The best stars have hearts made of kyber. Yeah. And so that Death is star. that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the like prelude to the fact of why the empire is there and they're there to steal all the kyber crystals because it is powering the weapon on the death star and i did not expect to get to see that like element i never stopped to think about like where did the power source for the death star come from and they, as so you and i were talking about the fact that it's tied to the same thing as the lightsaber is so cool it's yeah amazing. because it means the death star is a giant rail gun <laughs> that's launching yeah. a lightsaber rod yeah. through your planet <laughs> it, that's awesome like, oh my god that's cool <laughs> it really is for real oh, um man. and uh, there were crystals mentioned in the old expanded universe books that's another way of tying in hmm. Um, the old legacy books like they did with Tarkin and Rebels, now they're doing it's the crystals that they're tying in. And the, I don't I don't think they call them kyber crystals. I can't remember specifically well, what there's they There's a shitload of crystal stuff <laughs> in all the old republic. Right. Yeah. And and like in the in the old books that came out in the nineties after like they were supposed to be taking place after Return of the Jedi, like they would have to go get the crystals to power their lightsabers and stuff. Um so, yeah, this is like, you know, you find out the Empire's taken the crystals to power the Death Star. Right. Um, I wanted to, like, ask you guys what your thoughts were on this planet, first of all. like, And, and after discussing that whole, like, scenario, like, after, you know, you get right after you talk to Donnie Yen's character, like, what are you thinking at this point? Like, you know what I mean? So, my first question is, like, 
as I was sitting there, I, oh, I saw the movie for the first time yesterday. Um, Perfect. Memory's fresh. So <laughs> first thought I had was like, okay, uh, like retired Jedi. Is this guy a Jedi of some kind? He knows about, but then immediately they jump you with, somebody says something about Jedi and he goes, oh, there are no more Jedi. Right. Well, we're talking about the blind guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then as soon as he stood up though, and I saw that he had a staff like, yeah, I guess, I guess my question will be, what are your thoughts on his character at first? Like, cause yeah, that's at yeah, first. Uh, well, yeah, at first he <laughs> has Tired, that yeah. immediate, like, and especially with the casting Jedi choice. Vibe. Well, in the chat, the casting choice being Asian, he has that mystic vibe to him, you know, that very mysterious, different right. vibe. And he's he's got the calmness of characters that we've seen be Jedi in these stories before, but then immediately establishes, like, no, I'm not a Jedi. And you're like, right. oh, okay, well, right. then why are you special? And, and I, th then, I think right then and there is when they talk about the Jedi Temple. Right. And, the, the, the and it's a very in-passing moment. And right. It, it doesn't define anything for sure. Like he doesn't. doesn't I don't think he anything. actually says, "I'm not a Jedi." One of them says, "He's just there are well, no, there's, there's, there are there's no Jedi Melvis. left. Only dreamers like this guy." Yeah, yeah. And that's Bays in the when they're yeah. leaving the planet. And that's right. a critical line because I saw the movie twice and I missed that the first right. time mm -hmm. and I was really confused about his character. Yeah. Second time through, I caught that line and immediately went, "Oh yeah. my god, okay." So that indicates everything that we knew at that point was true. Nobody knew about Obi-Wan. Nobody knew about Yoda. Right. Like they assumed all the Jedi were gone. Right. So it was like, I, I think you were right though. The, um, the pacing of the scene, the whole scene in that city was a little so, off. It's so quick. It was quick. And it was, here's the thing though. It was quick. It was chaotic and it was organic. And that is a really good fit for guerrilla warfare, I was going to say very reminiscent of yeah. war, rebellions, rebellions um, desperate fighters, and, yep. and that specifically one of the uh, fighters gets caught in a crossfire when one of the I think it was the droid caught that grenade and got and tossed it oh, out yeah. of the way because yeah, right after you meet Donnie Yen's right. character, mm -hmm. there's a sabotage. So on it the ended up cargo ship. It ended up killing some of Saw's men, That's which. Right which really torqued off that lieutenant guy with That's half right. a face. That's right. So it was like it, it in retrospect, the messiness of that may have been entirely intentional to set up like, look, this is chaos. This is war. Nobody knows what's happening. This is how these characters right. feel. That's why you feel this way. Right. But Donnie, uh, uh, his name in the movie was, uh, I know I can never remember his name. Go back up uh, <laughs> down a little bit. Like half a page. Da, 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 Chirrut Imwe. Yeah. So Chirrut. How could you forget that? His character, <laughs> yeah, right? Those are the most obvious set of letters. Um, he he really provided that sense of the mentor, right? That you would be normally would be your Jedi master over an apprentice. He wasn't a Jedi and neither was anybody else in the movie. So really right. all they needed was a guy who was a little more force attuned to them to be like, everything's cool. Just chill. Like, right. We're going to be okay. Right. He was probably 
he might have been my favorite character in the movie. What was uh? What did you take in the most in this like city when they before all the craziness starts happening, while they're walking through and stuff? Nate, what did you take away from the city? You know what I mean? Like when you're looking at the city and seeing like, oh my god, it's basically what I'm saying is like when I saw it, it's full of the empire and it's like right. fucking destroyed and like the empire is a terrible fucking race of people like yeah no i thought they as always like they did a good job of making it look kind of ravaged and run down you know and that's something where a lot of sci-fi just misses that every time they show something places are just beautiful and pristine and like look how awesome the shiny cg looks yeah, I like how and, they didn't make anything shiny. Well, and the thing was, every single time they show you a location in this movie, it was very reminiscent of the original trilogy where you just see kind of a quick establishing shot like and then a few in. different shots of kind of some aliens yeah. and local creatures and then just straight to the scene. They didn't spend any time like the prequels did just kind of orgasming over how oh awesome the God. sets and everything yeah. are. <laughs> and so you only like, and you know, any complaints that I have about all that part being rushed, I forgive for the fact that the final half hour of the movie is just, just solid. Just perfect. Oh my God. The best thing. Yeah. Perfectly 2016. Paced. Yeah. yeah. Travis, what about you? Like what did you feel for these people? Yeah, it was uh sorry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, it was. Their living conditions were bland. It reminded you of like you're in like a government housing. You know, just right. everything's the same. Occupied territory. Yeah, it seems it seemed very reminiscent of like into their place. Of like Jesse was saying before the whole the whole Nazi symbolism. It mm -hmm. seemed a little bit like that, where it's, it's like a hostile takeover, and the Empire's like, fuck you guys, you're going to do whatever we want, and like we're going to take whatever we want from you. And so then that creates yeah, these... Yeah, the streets were bare. <laughs> yeah, and that, that creates these like little, you know, like like rebellions and stuff within the city. So now you got like this the scene where Saw Gerrera's, um army or little people, they attack that the Stormtrooper cargo thing and mm -hmm. they're carrying all the kyber crystals you know and they they blow it up and there's like a fucking sweet battle scene where everyone you know gets caught in the crossfire and like Jin ends up saving a child and like killing a bunch of stormtroopers and you know then then right after they get done defeating that first battalion of stormtroopers all of the the like planet residents like the natives run up to that thing and take they're like kyber crystals kyber crystals oh, and they're yeah. like taking all the crystals out of it like taking them away from the empire like fuck they're taking this shit away from us and it's going to destroy our planet like that's kind of what i got out of that you know that it's just like their planet is barren and fucked up now because they're draining it of its life force you know i thought the, the what you mentioned the town <coughs> town residents Jesus. i thought they were just part of um his battalion like no, I mean there were I there were other people from yeah obviously Sagarera's like guerrilla members w took some of the uh, crystals right. as well, but then there were you know members of the city well, that it, were taking it, it back like basically people who are sympathetic but not part of the army mm -hmm. or right. the, the guerrillas right like we don't like the empire but we're not going to fight them but we'll take their stuff if it's you know in the street convenient yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll just blame you guys yeah. so it's fine exactly. Yeah, so then this this Little battle happens know. and they're they're walking away from it and K2SO who was originally ordered to stay at the ship 
and was a little teed off about it. <laughs> K2SO shows up and Jin like shoots him. And you think, oh my God, Jin just killed K2SO. And the fucking droid falls over. And then the real K2SO is standing behind him. No, no, him. no, no. That was way, way later in the tower. And That's way no, later. No, it's, it's, t- it's in that scene because this is when he catches the grenade. He shoots him and he's he shoots the droid, kills the droid, and he walks in. He's like, "Did you think that was me? Yeah, did you know that wasn't me?" Yeah, and I'm and he's like, "Oh, yeah, those two happened different times." I think it no was way. in the tower, yeah, because I'm pretty sure she was wearing the little black uniform, mm-hmm. which we can talk about later. But yeah, did I miss a scene? I don't. Or all of a sudden was it just like choose your costume? <gasps> and she like, oh yeah. Well, they, I think, no, because they beat up the guys that came on yeah. to their... Yeah, it was total New Hope, like, yeah. flashback. Yeah. And then it was just style. like, anyways, suddenly this is fit for my yeah. feminine right. cut No, perfectly. so I actually asked Josh well, about that. Let's, let's I was pause like, on that. Let's pause on that and get there when we get to that yeah. True. scene. I'm True. assuming it's made out of the same stuff as I want to figure so. out where this thing is with fucking K2SO. I swear to God it was right there. Because then he walks in, he's like, did you know that wasn't me? And Cassian's like, I thought I told you to stay at the ship. And he catches the grenade and throws it behind him and he's like oh yeah it really looks like you don't need my help right now yeah and then that's when the grenade kills the stormtroopers and saw Guerrera's men yeah i'm pretty sure which i thought was that another good sense. part of his character is that he got the opportunity right. to just criticize mm-hmm. any law lo- any flaws in logic yeah, right. of what the Anything humans were doing did. because like at least twice in the movie he says he mentions the fact that his his background is uh, strategic analysis <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. you know he's yeah. like what do i know i'm just like programmed for strategic analysis <laughs> yeah. what i do but then, my job. but then when one stormtrooper asks him a question he's like uh i'm a robot like <laughs> yeah. i these, these are, are prisoners, prisoners. Right. where are you taking them yeah. to imprison yeah, them so, and in then, the prison. prison i was just <laughs> this is right at that part because he you you're know, right he's, that's he's definitely like when that was that's when they team up together and he they're walking through the fucking store they run onto another bunch of stormtroopers mm-hmm. which by the way they were examining a fucking wrecked x-wing did you guys notice that i did not the x-wing that's that was awesome. crashed there was what they were examining and that was fucking tight. Um, but yeah, they walk around the corner and they're all just like, oh, fuck. Oh, maybe it was Poe's and, X-Wing. And, uh, and they look at Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, you know, the stormtroopers look at him. They're like, where are you taking these prisoners? And he's like, to prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, it's just yeah, the first thing he said, where are you taking these prisoners? And his response is, these are prisoners. Yeah, <laughs> I'm taking them to prison. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, yeah, then, then it looks, you know, dire and they... They're like, we're going to go take you to get your, you know, whatever diagnostics. Checked. Yeah. And he's like, I can check my own diagnostics. Thank you very much. And then all of a sudden, Donnie Yen comes in and he's like, let them pass, you know, and, and he just kicks the shit out of all these stormtroopers um, blindly with his staff, you know, and th- this is, you know, kind of his moment to shine. Right. Donnie Yen, like this is when he got to come out and like show what he could do with the staff and like, you know, he'd like stab that stormtrooper in the in the leg and he's like oh did that hurt your foot yeah and like and swings him into all the cover all the blast yeah and repeatedly like, a very different gets... style of uh saber work i guess than it really right. it really reminded me of a lot of old republic stuff though it for was sure much more like yeah. the training type stuff that you yeah. would see back then when they would be training like because a lot of the training that you see for Jedi's in in like the modern trilogy is all they reference how rushed it was, mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to when you see them in a lot of the old Republic where they're training with these staffs and 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 fake swords, practice swords for 
like not decades, but, but years said, and years, years oh, you before would, that, yeah. you know? God, and that's, so I and thought it was kind of crazy to see that. It was yeah. definitely different, though. It was. And him, him being a guardian of the wills would make sense that he would have an old Republic era type of fighting oh. because that would be where where they would have trained basically if yeah. if that's the planet that the you know the jedi religion originated on then that would make sense that he would learn that same fighting style that's been on there for hundreds of years you know um so yeah he, he beats all these stormtroopers up kills them like doesn't beat him up kill him knocks him out and then a whole other fucking 10 stormtroopers run in and you know they aim their guns and he's like shit and then Baze Malibus comes in and just blasts every single Smokes one of them him. with his sick fucking gun it's just he's got a like a, a vacuum cleaner on he's his a backpack. he's a ghostbuster oh yeah that's that's perfect right yeah. there yeah was, that sold yeah. toys and a couple of video games right there yep. just based oh, on that for gun sure, and you're like oh like, you can play can with I that, that gun? I'll buy yeah. it Jesus. God, it was so tight, and he just and he's just carrying it around the whole time. And yeah, he saves yeah, saves uh, whatever his fucking Everybody. name is. I can never cheer it. Saves cheer it from all these stormtroopers, or kind of helps him out. And and cheer it's like I had that, and he's like, you almost shot me. And <laughs> Baze is like, yeah, I, I, you know, he says I was fine. The force was with me, and he says I was with you. Oh yeah, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm like trying to think ahead and like no, you're going good. through and processing and like because I want to try and get through this quick and then discuss the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so kills everyone and then fucking they get uh, kidnapped by Saw Gerrera's army. Like they all kind of team up. They're like, "Oh, thanks for saving me." Blah blah blah. Do you know where Saw is? And now this was that point earlier. The reason that they don't just agree to take them there happily and they're like, hey, thanks, is because, is because they, they accidentally killed, killed some the of their dudes. men. Yep. And so they found that they caught up to them. Yeah. And then after the after they defeated all the stormtroopers, surrounded them and kidnapped them, put the bags over their heads. Yep. That's when and then, he's like, I, are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> like, got it. He had some pretty good lines. Uh, he did cheered, really well. Cheered Imwe did. Dunning in, obviously. Um, <laughs> So now, uh, in typical guerrilla fashion, they're taking them blindfolded with bags over their heads to Sagarera. Sagarera's men are taking, you know, Jen or so to to their men. And I think, no, it was before they actually put the bags over their heads where they're like, this is Jen or so. You know, take yeah, me to she, she, yeah, she says, she I'm says it. Anybody so, that harms uh, anyone here will have to answer to. Yeah. Cause so whoever it was, to yeah, right. Jay. And so then, so she, then yeah. they're like, "Oh fuck!" Put a bag on her head, and then they take her to the base. Um, so now, which is kind of weird, because they put all of her friends in a in a little prison cell and let her just like freely walk in to see Sagarero. Like the next time you see, you see them, you know, like she's she's just kind of walking up to saw no problem and they're all in this prison cell and i feel she's you know, known i feel like yeah they the organization knows who she is and how important she is yeah so. and well, i guess that, i guess they would have had to communicate to saw that and, like, and hey. there to me it felt like a lot of maybe some of the reshoots took place around saw's story or his participation in the story right because he seems like he could have been way too extreme or you know like maybe borderline not helpful insane like yeah, yeah. He, he was not a comfortable character for right. most of it for me 
Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, she's she gets his gets her introduction. Um, I did forget to mention that the pilot got to Saw Gerrera and they showed him go to Saw. At the beginning of the movie, they showed him, you know, going to Saw's men and like they capture him and then they show a scene with Saw like give with this giant alien and he's mm. like. He's like, you can't lie to me. You know, did you really it's bring me? Your thoughts. Yeah, he's like, did you really bring me something? <laughs> what was that creature like, called? I cannot remember. It was like Magungo. It was like the boar monster. You will know. Yeah. He knows the truth. That scene yeah. was. And the problem is, it makes you go insane. Yeah. One tends that was to a, lose one's yeah. mind. That that was a bit intense. Yeah. So I'm like, what is happening? Well, because like, it wraps now. around the well, tentacles, wrap around his To back me, like, he was implying like. I had this done to me. That's how I know it's right. An effective fucking terrible interrogation method. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe I'm a little bit crazy. Maybe I'm yeah. a little bit I'm fucking use nuts. It. Yeah. That now here we go. Um. So yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Like that was kind of huge because the next time you see this character, um, the the pilot informant, Bodie. I'm right. the pilot. Yeah, he's the, really what the whole movie hinges on. Right. Yeah. And the next time you see him, he's in the prison cell next to, you know, um, Cassian. And, Staring and, blankly at the Yeah, wall. and he's just all fucked up. And Cassian's like, are you the pilot? And, you know, Bodhi's like, pilot. I brought the pilot, message. What the, what the yeah. fuck? And, like, you know, his, his mind is so scrambled that, like... Yeah. It took a minute for him to remember, but finally, like it seemed like keywords got him to think about. Also, um, my one of my favorite scenes with Bodie was when he first meets Saw. Oh yeah. Saw says something to him, and then has to take a breath out of his mask, and it gets that very specific. The fucking Vader noise for like one pulse, and And Bodie's eyes get a little bit bigger. It's like a mental conditioning from maybe having seen <laughs> Vader <laughs> somewhere in the past. And he's like, oh, my God, what did I break out of and yeah. then into? And, and he's like, fuck, this is the same. Yeah, not go anywhere. Yeah. Is everybody, Does he have a lightsaber, yeah. too? Fuck. Does everybody with warriors have a breathing mask? <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> yes, it's Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, then there's a reunion with Jin and Saw. You know, he's all excited to see her because he raised her. And she's all pissed because she's like, you fucking left me. She's like, you gave me a blaster and and some ammo and left me and like I per- had to leave you. Parental abandonment. Exactly. Parental abandonment continues to be a theme in Star Wars. I, I appreciated Always. that though. That was a recurring theme. Yeah, yeah. it was a good yeah. way to to similar to set the story similarly without right. being you know oh this is a uh, Luke Skywalker's cousin. Yeah, and so uh, and so Saw gets uh, you know finally they have a little discussion and stuff and like. Actually, um, pause. There's an Easter egg in this shot in here, I believe, that you see a Godzilla poster on uh, ah, behind Gareth Saw. Edwards' other movie. Because Gareth Ed- and the uh, monsters too. There's like a monsters poster and yeah. a Godzilla poster. His first and really, in in Sagarera's hideout. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just a little Easter egg there. So uh, unpause. So now, uh, Jin and Saw have had this conversation, and Saw's like, "I have a message for you." And this is when Jin sees her dad for the first time since he got captured by the Empire. And it's via hologram. And he's basically it's it's a pretty good moment. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really like it's heartfelt because it's him explaining what happened and how sorry he is. It's his like, mea culpa of Exactly. I apologize, you're my legacy. 
I need you to destroy my other legacy. Right. Basically. And, and so this is when you find out that her dad is, you know, the, the builder of the Death Star. And, um, you know, he, he apologizes for ditching her, for abandoning her and going to work for the Empire. But he explains that um, for his revenge to the Empire for, like, doing this, killing his wife and, like, doing all this shit, he put a flaw in the Death Star. This is one of my favorite parts of this movie. Um, but he had put a flaw in one of the exhaust ports in the Death Star that would create a chain reaction that would... <laughs> what, what did, uh, a small one-man fighter may what be able to slip past the defenses. My star dust again, gets no wider than again, a womp rat. Once again, Jedi. That's Jedi. Akbar. Just saying. That's goddamn it. <laughs> I, know, um, I know that. That's my point. Um, <laughs> God, what is... What does she say? I can't because this this is a, a joke of K two S O two because he's, you know, Bail is like I put this fusion thing in there and it'll it'll explode. It'll create a train reaction that'll take out the whole system. That's what it is. Galen Erso says this. Yes, mm-hmm. Galen Erso says that. And so this is you know this is the message that he's given the rebellion and like, you know, basically telling them where the plans are for the Death Star, and you know he's like the plans for the Death Star are on Scarif on the on an Imperial like fucking storage facility and you've got to go there and get those somehow because in those plans you can you know you can find where my flaw is Mm. and so at the while all the while while this is all going on um while while you know sagarera is there and they're all chatting and shit we we go back to the empire and in between all this stuff um you know krennic is fucking talking to doing shit he's going up to tarkin basically this is when tarkin is introduced krennic walks into i think it's the death star he's in the death star yeah and they walk in there and and tarkin's standing yeah. right there and he's like no, what the wa- fuck's aren't, going aren't they on? washing the, aren't they watching the dish being yeah well the first time oh yeah him. that's true the first time you see tarkin they're watching the dish be put on. oh this isn't you're right this and, isn't the first time and we saw yeah tarkin we didn't on. we didn't talk about tarkin before, yeah we'll table that because we can that, that, that could be a whole show a little yeah, yeah. but uh at this point Krennic is now talking with Tarkin and he's like, you're fucking up. Like you, we need to make an example here and, and see what this fucking battle station can do. So finally Krennic is like, all right, fine. Fucking we, we, he puts it on a, I can't remember what exactly it's called, but the lowest power of the weapon, um, something one. And I put it on thaw. Yeah. yeah. So one reactor. Is. One reactor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, Single reactor. Put it on yes. single reactor and prepare to fire. I'm pretty sure it was Thaw. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah. Now, um, now that that's established, that they're on the Death Star, getting ready to fire this thing. They're they're above Jetta, and which is where everybody is. W- yeah. He and you know Tarkin is like, I'm fucking tired of this Sagarera guy. Let's just wipe out this entire city and get rid of him altogether. And so. He, you know they're like we'll do it we'll do a test run with this uh, with this uh, battle station and and as Jin is watching this message they're powering up the Death Star you know the and the fucking all the sweet noises that they May make fire and then, yeah. when ready and then, commander course, Tarkin gets to say his his awesome line from A New Hope which Sounds I'm pretty so sure good. they stole it exactly out of New Hope which I'm fine with and yeah. I did have a problem right there thanks to Seth MacFarlane where I just heard someone be like we should get a railing here <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we may fire when ready oh yeah so they fire the Death Star on Jeddah 
and the planet starts it's like a giant fucking nuclear bomb this is one of the coolest shots of the movie yeah oh when the horizon is just getting ripped when the when the death star aligns with the sun oh yeah and they eclipses just as the shot is fired and they show it on you know in sagarera's pad they're like looking out the window and you see it just like it's like a nuclear bomb in the horizon and like the, and and then all of a sudden, yeah, the land is just like tearing up. Just fucking, it's nuts. It's the craziest thing ever, and it's scary as fuck, you know? So, like, so everybody panics, and fucking people, you know, finally uh, Cassian gets the balls to break out of prison. Because, you know, obviously he's a spy. And well, he and there's chaos now, and he can yeah. do it. And so he breaks out of prison, They get and they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. And, like, they go, he goes and gets gin really quick. Um, all the while, everything's shaking. Everything's falling apart. Like this, this planet looks like it's about to, you know, explode. And uh, you know, Jin, Jin uh, tries to get Saw to come with them, and he's like, "No, blah blah blah." And this is where he has this "Save the rebellion, save the dream" fucking line. And right, and he he stays there and and dies dies with Jetta and everything. And they get out. Well, of there now Jetta so. itself wasn't destroyed. No, the, I'm, the, the city, city and the Jetta. continent. Are yeah. Gone. The, uh, I can't remember what the exact city was named, but I think it but was yeah, just Jeddah, uh, Holy City or Jeddah City or something. Okay, but yeah, but that whole city, that whole city with the wills and everything is just fucking destroyed, and I think that that's gonna have a huge part into things later. That like, oh my god, they destroyed all this, this old material right. from Jedi lore and like all of their old religion, like it's gone, completely wiped out. That's how the Empire did it; is they just took out all Somebody those needs to start things, over. So. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so they get off the planet. Jin is uh, Jin is explaining to everyone. You know, you got you got Bodhi and K two S O and Cassian and Baze and uh, Chirrut. Ch- yes, that's his name. And they're all you know they're all flying out. They're all fucking sad because this shit just went down. She's and like, telling him, "My dad built this weakness into the Death Star." Right. And they're uh, like, ha, whatever. Cassian makes the important question of, oh, okay, cool. Can we see the hologram? Yeah. She's like, oh, fuck, I forgot it. I think I left that in the exploding city <laughs> yeah. while it was exploding. Sorry. Did, did Do you, you think you? it's still okay? Do you think we can thought, go back for it still? Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to get that, man. You didn't get that? So, yeah, they don't believe her, obviously. And they report back to the rebels and say that Jin's got this bullshit story from her dad and like that blah, blah, blah. And basically the rebels tell him to, to go take out uh, Galen herself. Cause the pilot knows, you know, they have the pilot with them now and he's like, you know, they're located on, God, I wish we had that planet list. Um, but they're located on a certain Edu. That's what it is. Edu. They're located on Edu, which is this Imperial outpost with a, like it's a scientific fucking outpost. And so the rebels, the leader, the rebel rebel leaders basically tell Cassian to go kill Urso. Uh, yeah, because even if her story is true, dude still built a Death Star. It still fired and it worked. Yeah, and he's so yeah. They just want him. They want him dead. Yeah. Um, Who knows what else he'll he'll do. Yeah, so... God, I'm talking so much, my throat's getting so Well, and they have... And at this (laughs) point, they mostly don't have any proof that Bodhi was actually a defector. Right. Because the hologram is They never saw any hologram, nothing. They're basically going off the word of 
some of, girl. Of an Imperial officer's daughter yeah. and an Imperial pilot. And they yeah. don't know that Jedu is still there. Je- oh, Jedha? No, they Wait, know what? Jedha got hit. Well, they know that it got hit, but the story was that it destroyed the planet. Right. Right. Instead no. of just the city. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because right. they, they got, yeah. they like hyperspaced out of the, that was a cool shot. Like, yeah. Cat, he's hyperspaced basically like, off the surface. Yeah. He's like, the, my coordinates are ready. I'm not done with my calculations. Yeah. And he's like, I'll do them make for them for you. Boom. Like right off the planet. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, on the way to Edu, they get to Edu. Let's pause right there. This is where I wanted to stop. Like, because this is a, this is a kind of a good little, you know, you get a little bit of breathing room to kind of take in what's happened in the last yeah. hour of the movie. You know what I mean? And like, setting question. What What was your when when Cassian took the order to kill Galen? Like this is this is really showing how desperate the rebels got, and like what. What are your thoughts on that? Were you like, fuck these guys for wanting to go kill him? Like he's, he's, he sent no. them a message. And they painted, they correctly painted the picture that it was a difficult decision for the rebel commander to make. Like, you know, that might be true, but look, we got lives we got to worry about. Okay. So if you get there and you see the empire's number one weapon designer and he's just standing around, you go ahead and kill him. Yeah. Like take him out. You can use this girl to verify that that's him mm-hmm. so that we make sure we get the right guy. Mm-hmm. Um, secondary question, though. Do all Imperial meetings take place on runways in the rain. and ledges <laughs> in the rain? Like, do they not have conference rooms? <laughs> I've seen their conference rooms. I know they have them. They've got giant tables and a bunch that's of windows. True. But anyways, yeah, it, it was, I think... I think Krennic was just there to take care of business real quick and get out. True. <laughs> so I think the biggest strength of this movie was that it did a great job of putting perspective on everything. Even if you're in the Empire, you might not be evil. Just because you're a rebel doesn't make you a purely good person. Right. Like Everyone had a kind of an agenda. There's gray areas on everything, Tarkin. just like there is in real life. Taking the yeah. Tarkin was basically all politics yep. like when he says you know something about don't and you'll and, and you'll make sure that vader knows that i built this right which is already not true that because was, galen urso built it that was and then Moff was Tarkin, a, yeah that was the stupidest line in the movie not from a writing perspective oh but from the perspective of the character saying the words like the, as right. it's coming out you, of his mouth you're like shut the, say, yeah. shut up yeah. dude well, don't Oh, God, you're going to get force choked. Well, but but it good. shows that pattern because he didn't do that work. Galen Erso did. Yeah. And he's like mad that Moff Tarkin says, yes, I will tell Lord Vader that the weapon I first spoke of years yeah. ago <laughs> yeah. is now under my control. Which which makes sense because Tarkin was there with Vader and the Emperor in episode three right. when they showed the fucking outline of the Death Star. Which I appreciate them explaining right away the Death Star has been delayed. Yep. So that people wouldn't be like, oh, I thought it was already done. You know, because, you know, somebody would have Josh would have said that. So they had to anyways, fucking assholes like me. The movie did a great job of putting ambiguity and perspective on every character. Right. They had Bodhi clearly struggling with his choices. Like 
he he was probably the most heroic character because essentially once he made his decision he, he was giving up his life like oh yeah i'm gonna sure. defect from the empire my life is now forfeit if they find me they'll kill me yeah if they find me they'll kill me the rebels might kill me the gorillas mm-hmm. might kill me like i could just get caught in the crossfire but he does it because well, and that it's also good. kind of right. gave you the it sowed the seeds of believing that there's probably other people as you just kind of right. said there's other people on that side exactly. that also are like kind of questioning what they're doing but just sort of going along with it i mean he says, so much of it seemed like legitimate like stuff you would see in a yeah. real war he said that when he met galen erso he said he <laughs> confirmed for me that what i felt in my heart was right and it was like that's your moment right there where you're like okay these are all humans like these are all all the characters every movie all the background stormtroopers and all the side rebels they're all characters and real people right which i think was a big thematic point of the movie was to be like hey there's more than just these six characters and there Mm -hmm. are no side unimportant characters right all the characters are important because that's what a movement is right a movement is the people standing up it's built on hope (laughs) but deep that scene in particular was truly great because they had him with his orders and he like the look on his face was yep i'm determined to go take out carry yep. out my orders yep. and then they had Chirrut say oh um that guy does he seem like a killer to you well no because I, I wanted to wait before we got there because right after he casting gets off the phone uh, with yes. the rebels yes. it fucking goes over to a lava planet the next scene is you know panning over this fucking lava planet mm. Which we know now, it's been confirmed. A lot of people thought it, it was Solist at first because we saw that in Battlefront. Mm. And it's kind of a lava planet with, you know, like that kind of structure or whatever. Um, but now uh, Gareth Edwards has confirmed that it's Mustafar. And, you know, we pan into Mustafar and fucking. We finally see that shot of the back to tank that everyone has been speculating about. Who's in the back to tank? Well, Is it the Emperor? Is it blah, blah, blah? First, so. we saw. A beautiful establishing shot of oh, a Vader's evil castle. looking castle I, how yeah. can i forget that yeah and <laughs> it's amazing because the the castle was beautiful it looked great and surrounded by that lava it was yeah. fucking fantastic Hewn directly into the side of a volcano and that image is taken directly from ralph mcquarrie from empire strikes original Back. concept artist correct yeah yeah okay. and uh he he had this concept for the Vader Tower that was going to be an Empire Strikes Back, the Vader mm-hmm. Castle, but they never used it, obviously. So Gareth Edwards took that along with other things that weren't in the old movies. We'll get to that later, um, and and you know put the castle in here and like, it's sweet. It's it's fucking worth it. Just the Vader scenes alone well in this movie are worth Very it. Well done. Um, and yeah, you get in there and the door opens and you see the back to tank and then you see the cloaked figure walking in, which. Funny, I've already read about people thinking that the cloaked figure that goes to tell Darth Vader that Krennic is there to see him is Snoke. Oh, really? That he was a he was a Padawan of Darth Vader, and after he died, kind of disappeared, hmm. and then came back. But that's I but mean, there's that's, literally nothing in the movie to suggest that or nothing at all. It just <laughs> yeah, it just. <laughs> It's Wait just some fucking minute. crazy speculation because this guy's just in a black robe and he walks up and he's like, Dr. Krennic is here. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, the water drains and you hear the breathing. Director and Krennic. 
D- yeah, director, sorry. Um, yeah, and then the next shot is Krennic sitting there all nervous, and, and the door opens, and Vader starts walking out of the smoky-ass room like he does. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, I was kind of surprised he didn't throw on like some rock music as he walks know, down, right. too, to just be like, what's Here up, bitches? Fire along the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely some WWF yeah. entry. For real. Um, and... You know, this scene was it was great because it was the first time you got to see Darth Vader like speak and like you get you got to hear James Earl Jones and his fucking mm. awesome voice. Which did you guys think that he sounded? I mean, I my initial reaction when I first started hear, hearing him talk was like, God, he sounds kind of old. He sounded different, definitely. I mean, he's he, a shitload older. He's he's way old, but like <laughs> he physically is a very old person. Oh, goddamn. Uh, yeah, but it. I didn't mind it. I didn't like, mind it. It wasn't like vocal yeah. scarring. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I could easily explain it in my head. He. Yeah. And he. <coughs> I mean, you can't talk about this scene without talking about Darth Vader's pun. <sighs> oh yeah, like, and and definitely like. Oh, oh man, his little joke. Of course, he had a careful little fucking... not to choke on your ambition. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Like so, because oh. Krennic is saying, you know, they have this little meeting, and Krennic is like. But you will make sure the Emperor knows that it was me who brought this to completion. Which, again, not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the first place. And he's like, and I'll be in charge of the Death Star. And all at which point, and I really get that at that point, it was just Vader being like, Vader. Look, dude, this conversation is over. Yeah. I have the information. I gave you orders. Be the F gone. <laughs> oh. I'm done I don't with you. answer your questions. Yeah, you don't ask me stuff. I tell you stuff, or <laughs> yeah. I choke you, or yeah. both. Yeah, and, and I don't think he needed to say anything right. after he choked him. Exactly. No, and, he could have just stood that's there, the point. back facing like, the camera. How is there not some other Sith that's like, man, cut out the cheesy one-liners? Okay? <laughs> like, you're making us all look bad. <laughs> it's not cool. Um, and and so here's Palpatine so on the so on the like, car ride up damn. here, we talked. Travis and I talked about it because it was. A little bit jarring like excuse me so obvious extremely dark lord of puns <laughs> yeah like yeah, yeah. It was so honestly not to choke on your so then you think about it okay anakin is a petulant <laughs> whiny oh brat that's probably the best joke he could come up with anyway. And that's funny you say that because that was such a Hayden Christensen type moment. That yeah. After that, I was expecting them to make a joke where he was yeah. like, oh, sand. I yeah. hate sand. Yeah. Yeah. It gets Whoa. everywhere. Like, no, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. So like, remember very how bad few Hayden bad was? points in the movie, but that was definitely just well, it stuck out. And I've yeah. seen it brought up online that it's not necessarily out of character because people point to his... I uh, find your lack of faith disturbing as a sort of a pun because the guy says, oh, you're fancy religion and stuff. And he says, your lack of faith is disturbing because look, this is what my quote unquote religion does to you when I do this with my hand. Yeah. So Fuck off. I see where they're coming from, but that's not cheesy. It's not that's a pun. imposing and sort of mysterious and like, I'm now punishing you for disagreeing with me. Right. Not, Here's my good one-liner. <laughs> like, right. 
You I like just, that? Uh, I mean, even if they had gone friends. with like, I find your lack of focus disturbing or something, yeah. even if he just said that right there and it's a little bit like, well, they're rehashing it, but like, okay, cool, right. whatever. Exactly. But yeah, it was... I find your lack of humility uh, disturbing. I have a feeling there was probably a lot of discussion it about whether a, to cut that joke or not. And eventually somebody from Disney was like, look, there are going to be kids seeing this movie. Yeah. There's no C-3PO. You need a moment where everyone can kind of laugh. K2's humor is a little drier. Oh my God, yeah. They might as well have just put some Mickey Mouse ears on Vader when he turned around, just have some ears on him. <laughs> <and> <laughs> like... <laughs> just to be like, remember, this just is Disney. like two spotlights <laughs> kind of right. conveniently there. Don't forget, this is a Disney movie now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's regrettable, but it's also not a deal breaker. Nah. I it was, forgotten it was about the, it 30 seconds later. Right, because right. you're like, oh my God, fucking Darth Vader. I just saw goddamn Darth Vader. Well, and again. then the, me- yeah, the movie almost immediately picks up pacing it's, right there. Yes, because then, and I want to, <laughs> I want to speed through this. Um, you know, the, they get to Edu. Like right after the the Vader tells Krennic to go to Edu because you know Vader found out that there was a someone that defected from right. Galen Erso's unit and he's like, why don't you go you know fucking figure it out? Right, it's and a problem. He's bragging about his accomplishment and he's like, yeah, about that. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, uh, someone kind of you know dropped the ball and uh, released some info, so go figure it. Fuck out. So, have you read the novelization of Rogue One yet? No. So, supposedly, there's a detail in there about one of the communications uh, from Galen Erso's team was needing, like, that communication log was needing to be pulled. Oh, yeah. And the Imperial science officer who was supposed to do it had to gain clearance from like seven different other Imperial officers oh my God. and was so upset with the level of bureaucracy that he just told his superior, Oh yeah, I totally did that. It's it, fine. It's cleared and everything's good. <laughs> but in reality that didn't happen at all. And the only reason the whole movie worked is because some guy was sick of his email program <laughs> being not user friendly. That's, that's so believable. Yeah. Sincerely. <laughs> And especially with an organization the size of a galactic empire, you know there's going to be red tape. And just the fact that everybody's always bitching about who's going to get credit for everything. I exactly. mean, if you ever work for a corporation, it's like, that's yeah. in attack. I mean, that's exactly what exactly. that's so funny. So, yeah, so Vader sends him off to Edu to find out the mole. And at the same time that Krennic's going there, the rebels are going there to kill Galen, which is the mole. And um, basically... They, uh, uh, I'm just going to read this synopsis from Wikipedia here. <laughs> the rebels track Galen to an Imperial research facility on Edu, where Cassian chooses not to assassinate Galen after he sets up. Um, he takes a sniper out there. This is where, um, what's his name? God, I can never fucking remember his name. Cheer it. Cheer it. Cheer it's like, he's like, uh, did he, does he seem like the man that would kill someone? The kind of man that would does kill he seem someone? Like a killer to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, no, he, he's kind of got a nice face or whatever. And he's like, because he was shrouded in darkness. The force always moves darkly, darkly around someone who's about to kill. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so so that's kind of when Jin is like, fuck. Like, he's here to kill my dad. Right, and she puts she, it all together. Yeah, and she goes out and like goes to try and save her dad before um, Cassian kills. So now you got three scenarios going on. You got, you got Krennic pulling in, um, talking to Galen. You know, he's on the on the fucking 
on their meeting pad. Yeah, yeah their meeting pad. runway. You got them talking. You got Cassian setting up to snipe that dude, and then you got fucking Jin walking up this giant ladder. That by the Which, way, how did that? How did she get up there so quick? How, why didn't she go to? <laughs> she knew he was gonna snipe him, snipe her father. Well, why yeah, she but go up to a more. She didn't know where he was, and he had climbed going. across that wall area. Like there was right. that little a ledge. There was that little piece. Yeah, he like was like up and kind of hidden. Split yeah, he he had kind of like juked off to the side, and she could, she was. What happened was she knew that that was going to be her father on the platform, and she looked right. around, didn't see the sniper. She's like, "I'll just go get in front of the shot or keep him from right. walking out onto the platform." And, and so, yeah, she climbed all the way down that ravine right, to the bottom of the ladder. And then all the way up the ladder. Yeah. And so while all of this is going on, the Rebels have also sent out a bunch of X-Wings to go bomb this facility because... Because now they know... Well, no, because the U-Wing crashed and they had no communications with Cassian. So we didn't get there. They crash-landed right. on Edu mm-hmm. and they had no communications. So the so Rebels they freaked out. He failed. And they sent these fucking... Or at least... They sent a uh, squadron of fighters to go bomb the place. And so now you got these four things going on at at the same time, which is tight. I loved how they did this scene. High tension. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, fucking the the rebels come in and like Cassian decides not to shoot. And he's like, okay, I'm not going to do it. And then he looks up and he's like, oh, fuck, there's rebels coming in. And like they start bombing the platform and like this is where you sh- you really see the desperation of the the rebel alliance mm-hmm. this is like, when you're talking like the x-wings and everything just come yeah, the they, fuck out they of come nowhere in and they just yeah. fucking start killing oh, yeah. everything like you're like oh my god the rebels are fucking ruthless yeah they're not these nice people that just fucking hang out with droids all the time they but that's how kill people a rebellion would be in a war of attrition like that of you're exactly. outgunned outmanned yeah you need to strike fast hard and for maximum effect right um, like a gorilla group. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, the bombing happens. Um, you know, Krennic gets out of there and Galen, everyone basically dies. I mean, just in a nutshell, everyone dies on that platform except yeah. for Jin for some reason. Um, she gets to see her dad for the last time and he dies. And then I just want to say how tragic you see your father for the first time in 15 years and he gets a bomb. Yeah, basically in front of him. Here's the From thing: them. if you're you live in the Star Wars universe, yeah, and a kid that you <laughs> haven't seen in 15 years runs up to you to have a reunion, just leave. Fucking run, because yeah. you're about <laughs> no, to die. No you are 10 seconds from getting shot or stabbed, <laughs> or thrown off of a cliff. <laughs> no shit. Losing uh, a hand. Again, he was just <laughs> too late. Yeah, That's yeah. Funny. But it really, it really brought that, that peace to Galen you could see it in his eyes he was like oh everything will be okay like right I believe in her she gives me hope I had to say it I'm sorry Jesus (laughs) um yeah god damn it hope was used so much in this fucking yeah it was um so yeah they you know Bodhi uh, as soon as you know goes goes and finds a ship while they're chilling and uh, he, he gets a cargo ship to, to fly away. And they, they get off the planet. They get back to the rebel base. And that's where Jin tells everyone, hey, we need to go to Scarif to find the Death Star plans. That's where my dad said they were. And, you know, th- there's, there's only one way we can destroy it. And that's if we find out where the, you know, what's in the plans. Like, 
So during this conversation, there's a couple Easter eggs here. Um, during the conversation, everyone basically disagrees and they, they shoot it down. They shoot down the idea and uh shows you how fractured they are exactly and they're like they're like thinking about disbanding they're like we should just fucking end this yeah. rebel alliance right now because we're all gonna die and uh and this is you know Jin gives her little speech and she's like well fuck you guys you know like this is stupid why can't we do this and um inevitably the whole crew from from which you, you the people you've been watching for the last hour and a half they're like you know, they go up to Jin and they're like, we'll join you. We'll help you out. Blah, blah, blah. We've done some and terrible things. Yeah. This they is just like, quit, it's, it's like their moment of redemption. Yes. They're like, we want to do this to help the rebellion because we've done some bad things and we want to do some good finally. And so they get their, you know, they get their people together. Their, their little fucking, I call it the Troy army. Cause they basically get in a Imperial ship to fly to, to scare another parallel to and new hope. For sure. And they're, um, that's actually Jedi. Oh. That's a parallel, too. Sorry, man. Everything's Jedi. You guys all suck. Uh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, uh, they get the ship and they're, they're, they take off. You know, everyone's, everyone's pumped to go to Scarif to find these plans to, to do it. It's, it's like fucking, everyone's jacked. You know, it's good speeches, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is where the Easter egg comes into play. Here's, I, in, in A New Hope, um, there's there's Wedge Antilles, right? You got Wedge in there. Right. Wedge is fucking awesome. And uh, in this one, basically, they splice in every character from A New Hope, every pilot from A New Hope, except for Wedge. Mm. And so, <laughs> it's funny because they explain it, him... Him and actually, I'm sorry. Wedge wasn't in A New Hope. He wasn't in either Rogue One or A New Hope. Mm. That's right. He was missing from A New Hope. It was Biggs that was in there. Right. And so Wedge Wedge didn't come until Empire. No, he didn't come until Jedi. Yeah. He wasn't Jedi. a very he wasn't a very predominant character anyway. But mm. he came in in Jedi. And so in in this last scene, uh, Mon Mothma goes up to Bail Organa and, and she's like, I don't know if we're gonna make this one. Do you do you still have contact with your old Jedi friend? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be, I'll get in touch with him and, and see what we can figure out. And, and he's like, he's like, I'll get my best pilot on it. Yeah. And then you hear him as he's walking away say, um, someone please get in touch with Captain Antilles. I have a special mission for him. And so that, that explains why he wasn't at the Battle of Yavin, why he wasn't at the Battle of Scarif and all that other stuff. But that also kind of sets up another story. His Where mission, did he go? What yeah. was that mission? Because they don't really, you know, dive dive into right. that. Um, and and so it's just kind of explaining away where Wedge was. Was he with Leia, perhaps? No, oh. no, Leia. Uh, um, Leia was on the cruiser. Remember, right? At the, at but the, uh, uh, Senator Organa says something about I'll trust you with my life and. Which is also one thing that I'm um, the Jedi was the other thing I wanted to touch on. It might not be Obi-Wan. They might be talking about Ahsoka Tano because Ahsoka was introduced into Rebels. And so when he goes out there and they're like, you have that Jedi friend and he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I trust her with my life. Mm. Then he's like, I got a mission for Captain Antilles. So maybe they don't know about Obi. No, no. Not at all. But Ahsoka Tano could be in there. And this is all speculation. I have no idea. Was she 
But Do we know that she knows Organa? Who? Wait, what? Ahsoka. Does does Ahsoka know? Were you saying were you saying Organa might be talking about Ahsoka? Mon Mothma. Oh, gotcha. Mon Mothma was like, "Do you, are you still in contact with your Jedi friend?" Right. And he's like, "I believe so. I can try and get in touch." And and she's like, "Do you think do you think they'll help us?" And and he's like, "Yeah, I'd trust her with my life." No, 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 no. She says, "Can you get in contact with your Jedi friend or something about your Jedi friend?" And he says, "Yeah, he's gone into hiding." Oh, okay, okay. So that's right. But then I wonder who he's talking about. It must be Leia. He's sending Leia there. Right. Um, and he's like, I trust her with my life. Right. To, he's sending Leia to get Obi-Wan. And then, and then after that scene, sorry, I got all confused there. After that scene, he's like, I have a special mission for Antilles. Right. But they never go into that mission. So it's just a fun be, little Easter egg. He'll be rogue leader, a yeah. Star Wars story. Oh, God. That'd be great. Um, let's Squadron. see. <laughs> So, yes, now this is setting up the third act. Do you guys want to smoke a cigarette? I know you guys kind of want to leave sometime soon. But yeah. do you want to take a little break before we get into this third act and the last bit of it? Yeah, we can do that. And then if smoke. you and... Smoke cig? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's true. Then we'll just do, you know, we'll do a really quick breakdown of, of the third act, which is, it's going to be hard to do a quick breakdown because it was really cool. But we'll I just want to basically go through the synopsis of what happens and then everyone have their, like... We can have like our final little opinions on not only Act Three, but yeah, definitely. You know what I mean. The thing as a whole. Thing. Yeah. Cool. So. All right. Cool. So we'll take a little break, and we'll be right back. back now from our break doing shit smoking cigarettes Ugh. Death and sticks. watching captain K. I, I don't want to say death sticks i don't want to go home and rethink my life <laughs> yeah that's part of that movie um this has been the rogue one special um my first ever podcast about a star wars movie and as most of you know i love star wars so we're going in depth on this one we're diving deep um we are just about done though um with the last part of the movie where, where you know they just blasted off from yavin 4 and they're they go to scarif and <sighs> there's so much that happens in this last half hour of the movie that it's like you know it's hard to to talk about all of it and get all of it in there you know but I mean, essentially, this is every single character's moment to shine. Yeah. And, you know, they they create a plan on their way there. And... Um, that actually kind of works. Right. They, they have a pretty good good plan. Like, you know, they they have the, the Imperial pilot that has his passcodes that's mm-hmm. able to get through the shield. There's a sweet space ball shield <laughs> covering the planet of Scarif. Oh, before that, that though, the name. The name. <laughs> they, yeah. they name drop 
immediately. Just start of this last 30 minutes, they're like, uh, there's a Imperial garrison leaving uh, rebel airspace. That's What's right. your call sign? That's right. And this is, and this is yeah, that's like right. Ro- rebel rebel they're one? They're like Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. Rogue One. This is where they drop the name of the movie. Yeah. It's because when they're leaving the base, they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? You can't you can't? We haven't cleared that for takeoff." Did you that? It's under quarantine. What's your call sign, yeah. soldier? Yeah, and he's like Rogue One, and they're like Rogue One. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, despite what the rebels, you know, told them not to do, they still the, this little group. They're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go do this because this is the right thing." This to is what's do. need to be well, done. Rogue would have been kind of just a shitty corny. Mike, uh, you gotta get that mic, bro. <laughs> Rogue would have been kind of a shitty or corny call sign if it wasn't for, and I can't remember his name, but it was the defecting Imperial pilot. Oh, yeah. Came right. with it. Bodhi. It made sense. And that was perfect because that's how he was feeling in that moment was yeah. like he had gone they were fucking all, rogue. They yeah. were all rogues. They were rogues to the rebellion and he was a rogue to the Empire. And right? he finally felt like he belonged after he, right. well, shortly after they land. in his calls. Shortly after they land and he uses the ship guns to take out a couple Imperial soldiers, the uh, K2 looks at him and says, well, you're a rebel now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is tight. Um, so yeah, they devise this plan. They go, they basically execute the plan as they want. Of course, there's the, the setbacks, you know, like. Yeah. The so they need to get there, find the plans and disable the shield so that they can transmit the out. plans. They, it's funny because in the movie they're like how are we going to get out because they like they close the shield and they're like fuck we can't get out now right so they didn't really actually think of how they were going to get out they just went down there to get the plans yeah and then um finally like as soon as they have the plans they like after they went through this whole like awesome fucking battle like this battle was so tight like they start with you know the hot, probably the, the largest scale battle we've seen in a Star Wars movie. Aside from Hoth. Yeah. Probably. Um, and obviously the Return of the Jedi battle. That mm-hmm. was just, I mean, that right, was the, yeah. the best Star Wars battle ever. Um, but besides the Ewoks. That's me, so, um, <laughs> There's so, a lot of good ones. So, yeah, it starts with, you know, the, the Imperial, uh, they, they land on Scarif, which is a beautiful planet, like tropical paradise planet. And they land, and, and the Imperials are coming on to inspect the ship and see what kind of cargo they have. And uh, <laughs> and just like A New Hope, you know, they... they beat them up. They beat them up, and uh, Jin and uh, Cassian take the Imperial outfits, and K2SO goes with them, and they infiltrate the base, and, you know, they make their way to the, to the plans. All the while they're making their way to the plans, the other rebels are creating a distraction. Um, setting off a ton of detonators around the base in all these different areas. Making it seem like their ground forces are much larger than they actually exactly. are. Also, they, they have a radio. Like, they right, can right. interfere <laughs> with communication. Right, and they, yeah, this is the scene where they make, you know, he's like, make 10 men seem like 100. Yep. And and so they they light up all these detonators, and there's just all these explosions. And Krennic is on this base because, you know, after he had talked to... Uh, to Vader and to, found out that well he found that there was um, plans on Scarif or something and he right. wanted to go check all of the communications yep. from uh, Urso to wherever he was you know so he goes there to check all of the shit all of the records 
And as he's there to check things, God, Krennic just had such a bad day. <laughs> Unlucky. Um, but they do such a good job of just making him such a smarmy, like shitty character yeah. that you just yeah. love seeing. Like, wah, wah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he's sitting there, all these explosions are going off, and the, all the Imperials are just like stunned. They're like, what the fuck's going on? And, and he looks at them, and he's like, are you blind? And he like he's like get the garrison and like sends everyone out there. So now the battle begins. You know, like all the troops go out there and like the 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 cool shot is the 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 first time all the stormtroopers and shore troopers are coming out of the the base. Mm. Um, base Malbus just sets up with his badass gun and just takes out just like thirty of them. Like as they they're running through. out, he's just like <laughs> just like fucking bottlenecking them all of them out. Yeah, and uh, that's the start. You know starts the battle and um and then it just goes on from there you know they bring in the the walkers the giant oh, fucking walkers this is emerge from yeah. those dust clouds like oh and just like oh, i mean just now, like any uh, fucking star wars battle they they they're doing all right and then shit goes the wrong turns. like you know i mean the empire's massive resources and they, manpower they start to catch up to them so this is this is when everyone starts dying you yeah. know what i mean like you know, they, they finally get a hold of the rebels and they're like, we're on Scarif. We're just about to get the plans. We could use some help. And so, the, you know, Mon Mothma, like, finally, she, like, gets this little smirk and she's like, all right, send them out. Send and everybody. so this the whole, like, basically the whole rebellion comes over here to Scarif and it just starts a huge space battle. And, like, you know, that's that's basically, like, sorry, I got a little ahead of myself, but, you know, the tides are turning is when they call the rebels right. to send for help. And, so then and the tide this is, goes to turn back. Yeah, so this is when like K2SO helps Jin and Cassian get to the Death Star plans. The like archive. they they find the archive mm. and they're know. going through it, and then all of a sudden they start getting like swarmed by stormtroopers. So K2SO locks them in the room and basically sacrifices himself, and um for, the, for so they can get the plans. He's mm. like he's like I'm gonna lock you in, and and the only way out is up. So I'll, I'll unlock the door and like you just gotta figure it out. So basically, yeah, K two K two S O is the first one to go. He's the first one to die, which is fucking shitty. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he gets he goes out in a heroic way. You yeah. know, more more heroic than most droids. Um, and you know, he, he gets and shot, he, blasted. He locks and he's the door. Given and, a chance for a heartbreaking, heartfelt goodbye. Yeah, the dude, <laughs> the girl next to us. The first time we saw it, there was a girl like two seats down from us. And like I looked over at Kylie, and she's just kind of like looking at this girl, and I'm like, "What are you looking at?" And she's like, "That girl is bawling." <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely emotional, effective. Like, people, yeah, people really liked that character and did not want to see him die, but he did. Alan um, Tudyk has to. Yeah, and and you know they they get the plans. They find out the plans are named Stardust, of course, which is which is Galen's pet name for his daughter yep. Jin. And so they they get the plans and they start climbing up. You know, uh, Krennic shows up, starts blasting them, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, long story short, they get up the shaft. Um, well, actually, sorry, Cassian doesn't get up the shaft because he gets Only shot. Jin, yeah. yeah, Jin gets, gets up the shot shaft. And falls, and I thought he was dead. And I thought he was dead too because he, like, hits his He back hits some beams on the way down <laughs> a little bit. And then lands, Fall. he's not moving, and, like, you think he's dead. You're meant to think he's died. Yeah. And so he, you know, she gets up to the top, and she's, she's like, oh my God, we're waiting for the shields to be taken down. Um, so we can make this communication. And, and so she's basically waiting for Bodhi to complete his job of the mission. 
and this is where he dies because Bodhi like finally connects the fucking the wire to make a transmission to patch the communications yep, through to make a transmission and and then a stray and then, and grenade. then they fucking throw a grenade in the ship and it kills Bodhi like he sees it for a second but you see on his face that he knows he did his job yep he's and he's like okay here we go and then and then boom he's done he did what he set out to do. He rebelled. But it didn't destroy the ship, and the transmission still got through. No, because the the, uh, the other person that we're going to the next shot, which is Baze and the and God, cheer it, fucking cheer it, yeah, my fucking God, cheer it, Imwe. They're they're kind of backed up, and their job is to get to the panel that has the switch that that like lowers the shield so you can yep. get a transmission through. Yeah, right. and so this is when. You know, you see the death troopers come in. The death troopers come in with the walkers, and they're just fucking shit up. You know, like killing everybody. And you see how mm. precise they, they are. Don't when, miss. Yeah, the base is like, we have to get to that to that switch. We have to turn that switch. And the one rebel's like, I got it. And he like takes one step and gets blasted. Red Call, shirt, like Call of Duty style, like stands up and done. Like, <laughs> and so then this is when uh, Chirrut starts chanting his. I'm one with the forest and the forest is with me. I'm His one mantra. With the forest. Yes. And, and he walks like he holds the staff in front of him, which starts glowing by the way. So I think there's a Kyber crystal on the staff. Yeah. Um, but he's walking towards the thing saying that and oh. these, these death troopers, which are supposedly never supposed to miss, miss him on his way. Repeatedly. He, like the whole time they're just missing him and he gets to the thing. He fucking hits the switch and then a fucking bomb goes off and, you know, basically blows him up yep. and, that's he's out. He's out now. But he so, fulfilled his destiny. Right. And so so then Baze is like he's like, No, oh my god. And Baze goes out there and just fucks every single Death Trooper up. Yeah. Kills every single one out there before the Death Troopers finally kill him. Mm-hmm. So now we've lost Baze. Uh but he has a mo- he does have a moment with Chirrut. He does, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. He does and, sit there and And Chirrut says something along the lines of I will always be with you. I am now with the force right. and the force is with you. Right. And so I will always be here. Yeah. And so that's when Bates kind of realizes, Oh my God, he's kind of, he's kind of a badass. He was right. The force is real. Mm-hmm. He's not a dreamer. Yep. I believe. And then Bates says, I am the force. The force is with me. And, the, and, he, force. Yep. and the force he starts chanting me. and kills all the death troopers, yeah. gets killed. Um, so now you've lost Chirrut, Bates, K2SO, and Bodhi. Bodhi. Yep. All we have left is Jin and and you don't know it. And yeah, but, Cassian is supposedly Cassian. dead right now, but yeah, yeah, Jin and Cassian, because you get to the top of the tower and um, Krennic beat her there. No, she was just she like oh he did basically he up after she gets Adelaide. yeah she gets yeah, up there and, and she gets up. to go load it or like go to fucking upload it and it's like please realign satellite. Mm-hmm. So she goes to realign the satellite, which this is the scene where they were supposed to have the Tie Fighter come up. Mm. that you saw in the trailer. Right. She's walking out on that ledge mm-hmm. and the TIE fighter shows up, but that was cut. It wasn't there. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> she aligns the, the satellite and then goes to finally upload the plans because everything is good to go. And the Rebel Alliance is up there like fighting everything, waiting. you know, like, yeah, waiting for the transmission. Um, the X-Wings have been like taking out all these walkers and Parts like help, of the shield helping them, yeah. like helping them get what they need to do. And so... So yeah, Jen is just going up there to upload it and fucking Krennic comes up and does he shoot her? I think he shoots her. He does. Yeah, he shoots her. He shoots her and then he's like, who are you? And stands there to gloat. Yeah, stands <laughs> there to gloat. And then lo and behold, here's Cassian to save the day. Shoots Krennic. 
Krennic gets knocked out. Um, Jin uploads the plans. The fucking Mon Calamari, which is also awesome because they had different types of Mon Calamari mm. on, on the Rebel squad. But he he like realizes that they're getting the transmission. He's like, oh my god, we got the transmission. And so, so yeah, they get the transmission, and then like the shield closes, and uh, they're like, well, fuck, you know. And this is when Tarkin decides he's like, well, fuck, we just need to blow up this yeah, whole planet. Right meantime, now. Tarkin has been on the way in the Death Star. Tar- no, the Death Star is already there. It's it showed up right whenever right. like, right whenever everything started happening, it shows up, and he's. <laughs> like right when Krennic gets shot, basically it shows up and he's right. like, you yeah. see it rise in the distance. So you're slowly realizing as the characters on the planet are realizing that they are not going to make it off this planet. Right. And so not then all one. the, all the rebels in space are like, you know, may the force be with you rogue one. And they just fucking go to blast off because the death star sends down a shot to kill, to destroy Scarif. You know, that basically kills Krennic with the first shot. Yeah. (laughs) Krennic looks, I mean, they implied (laughs) that Krennic took that Death Star blast to the face. (laughs) It skipped it across the top of that tower, and that wasn't even the target. They shot, like, in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. But it was almost like Tarkin saw him. (laughs) That guy right there. Enhance. Enhance. (laughs) Enhance. Enhance. Right there on his chin. <laughs> you may fire when ready, Commander. <laughs> totally. Oh man. And yeah, he so so the fucking blast hits, it's the nuclear explosion and the you know, the rebels are like you know, Tar Darkin basically says, We're gonna take care of Scarif and Vader's on his way to take care of the rebels. Yeah. And so the rebels are like, Fuck, we got the transmission, we gotta get the fuck out of here Boom. and you know, they go to blast in the hyperspace. A couple of the ships get away. But one of my favorite shots in this yeah. movie is when they're they're like, you know, set set for hyperspace. And they like just barely hit it. And As you're star, waiting to hear that sound. Yeah, the Star Destroyer, Darth Vader Star Destroyer just pulls right out, of, right out of hyperspace. And all these ships like run straight into Crashing it. Crashing into everything. Blowing <laughs> it, like, Physically cutting oh, off man. your route of retreat yeah. in space. Base. Yeah. That's oh, super the, badass. The coolest <laughs> fucking shot in that whole movie. And oh by the way, another cool uh, shot. Use is lasers the, anything's... Yeah. The other cool shot was the the hammerhead. The yeah, hammerhead the Corvette crashing the two uh, to take the shield generator all the way to each down. other was yeah. amazing. Yeah. That is actually what the yeah, the Bodhi had the the cord to get the transmission to go. Uh fucking what's his name had to had to hit the switch to to get the transmission to go up into space. Right. And then they had to take the shield out from space. Right. So they um, sent a Carillion uh, hammerhead in, into like they basically pushed a star destroyer into another star destroyer and cut the bubble. And it, yeah. yeah and it like went through the shield yeah. and destroyed the shield. And that's how they get the plans out, which by the way, beautiful um, Easter egg alert. That was those hammerheads are from rebels. There's an episode right. where Leia comes in and, um, her and the and the rebels like go and steal all these yeah. hammerhead ships. So there's another reference. And also in this same scene of Scarif, I'm pretty sure I think it's Scarif. It might actually be on Yavin Four, but I'm pretty sure on Scarif you see the ghost from Rebels, um, flying away as well as Chopper. Is that a ship. Yep, it's the ghost is the ship from Rebels. Oh, okay. And Chopper is the droid, and you see Chopper in one of the ships like in the background somewhere. Very cool. So. 
Um, there's those connections to Rebels. You also had C-3PO and R2-D2 make an appearance. They're going to Scarif. Right. They never tell me anything. Like, so yeah. Um, so yeah, now the Darth Vader showed up. You know, he's, he's fucking there. He's ready to fuck shit up. And he, he basically looks at the, the, the cruiser, the Carillion cruiser that, that they got the transmission onto where they mm-hmm. have the plans now. And he's like, prepare a boarding party, you know? And like, so now the rebels are like stuck on this disabled ship that had ran into a star destroyer. And they're trying to get on their little cruiser, escape their escape pod cruiser to get the fuck out of there. And this, this last scene is what makes this whole movie. Yeah. And th- I mean, this, this is it. It's like boom, boom. end. you know, like, Imperial March. Oh my God! So it's it's dark in the in the ship that gets onto the ship, and you see all the rebels scrambling to get in their positions, and like you see the guy finally get the transmission encoded on that little disc, and he like takes it and starts running through the the ship, and like gets to a door that locks. So this door's locked, and he turns around, and all it's like dark in the hallway, and all of a sudden you see the fucking red lightsaber light up. And the breathing start. The breathing starts, and the red lightsaber lights up, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, people going die. <laughs> Darth and, Vader unfiltered. Oh my god! In the most terrifying and brilliant scene of Star Wars, he fucking just—it's like 15 rebels in this he little hall. Walks through people. Walks yeah. through. He's like blocking blaster fucking fire and pulling their guns away from them. Yes, sending oh. them up into the ceiling and slicing them. Full in half. I was gonna say, yeah, he casually just drags the saber through the guy that he stuck to the ceiling. Right. Just and he's, you know, oh my god, it's so brutal. And like the guy that's by the door that's stuck, he's sitting there trying to get out. He's like, oh my god, help me, help me, like. He finally gets the attention of one of the rebels running and like gets hey. he's like, here, take this. Cause you know, that's the door to the to the escape pod. To the escape pod. And so he hands the fucking plans to this other rebel who, which Jesse mentioned by the way, is super brave. <laughs> <laughs> way he, to see all that shit going down and, and run, run back to that window. Right. <laughs> and, and then not just pass out because as he's taking it, Vader's Sticks Sla- the guy, yeah. handing him the plans, yeah. and the door finally opens, and like the <laughs> lightsaber just slides <laughs> through the door. Yep. Like, oh yeah, and so they basically, you know, he runs through, and the sweet shot of one of the rebels just terrified, screaming, "Pull, launch!" And they, yeah, and they release the fucking locks and launch the ship out. Which then you find out that ship is the exact same ship that gets boarded in the very beginning of A New Hope. So, so the ship is Which like the movie stops just short. I was, of I was you. just going to say the the <laughs> ship basically launches and you see Darth Vader standing there on the, on the pad, like looking at the ship with his lightsaber on, just looking all fucking badass and pissed. I assume he's pissed. I can't see his face, but I assume he's pissed. He's deciding to chase it. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, the next scene is the rebel running up to the, the front of the, the white hooded figure. Yeah, the, the sorry, the final scene of the movie is the rebel holding the plans and he he runs up to the control room and you know, he opens the door and there's a white white hooded figure and she turns around and it's Princess Leia. And she says, "Hope, hope, yeah. hope, 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 Obama, I voted for Obama, hope, change, hope." I think we can agree though, um, at least she didn't say they've given us a new hope. Yeah, thank God. They could that. have done that. I mean, they did Ugh. ask 
Krennic not to choke on his ambitions. Oh, Thank God for that. For yes. Sure. Um, that's a good call. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that's basically the movie in a nutshell. And right right as soon as she says, you know, they're like, "What is it?" And she's like, "Hope." You know that then it just goes to credits. Dun-na, 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 dun-na. Yeah, which goes back to the main music, which is awesome. They use fucking John Williams. They tie everything into your everything. nostalgia yeah. and feelings. Um. So yeah, God, that I mean, dude, and all the Easter eggs in this movie, just, oh, I just I just love this movie. Like, I I want to ask you now that we've gotten through everything. It's taken right. fucking forever to get through it all, but like Jesse, give me. This is your time right now to give us your opinion on everything in this movie. So, first of all, easily the most beautiful looking Star Wars movie that I've ever seen. The cinematography was amazing. The locations that they chose were amazing. Everything was good. It had that old, rough, real physical feeling that the original trilogy had. The, the CGI in some parts, yes, was laughably bad. But it wasn't <laughs> oh overwhelming, God. and there wasn't CGI in every single shot. Yeah. The green screen use felt pretty low, and I appreciated that. Um, <clears throat> the movie felt more human than any Star Wars movie that I've ever seen, while being set in a pure sci-fi setting. Um, or a science fantasy, depending on how you would describe it. Space it has, setting. Right. <laughs> it has um, the human element in spades where a lot of the Star Trek movies lose that. <laughs> I said go. I said Star you Trek. fucking Trekkie. That was my first slip. To be fair, that took almost two uh, hours, so goddamn, that's not that bad. Goddamn Spock sucker. Um, <laughs> this is the f- I, I wore a Spock shirt to the movie, just so you know. <laughs> Um, I saw that. The <laughs> this is the first Star Wars movie to have the human element without <laughs> just drowning it out in the grandiose spectacle of space opera. It yeah. it keeps everything human. It keeps everything real. Real life has gray areas and difficult decisions to make and sometimes you do things you don't want to for a cause that you need that you believe in. Right. Sometimes you have to swallow difficult truths to create better life for yourself. Right. So Yeah, they did definitely did a good job establishing that. They had a great humanization of the Empire. They had a great um they showed the darker side of the rebellion at the same time. So they made they blurred all the lines as far as good and evil while still man- maintaining that core um, rebellion versus empire right. concept. Right. I also really appreciated that um, and another another entire family's whole story arc was told in oh, one yeah, film. For sure. You got the entire Urso family legacy right there. Mm-hmm. The two weapons that Galen Urso built were the Death Star and Jin Erso. Like <laughs> it's true. He set her up perfectly and he knew it. We he, he had some sort of line about the path ahead of you is long and difficult, but if you stick to it, right, you, you will prevail or you will find your dream or find right. your way or whatever it was. So it was I thought it was really interesting because it had so many real life parallels. You've got Erso as this doomsday creating 
Oppenheimer-esque scientist who regrets his genius, basically. And the only thing that is able to destroy that is the love that he has for his daughter, which is the other greatest thing he's ever made. He's thinking like, oh my God, this could destroy my daughter. I need to to find a way to get rid of this. Exactly. Because initially he quit. Right. Like whenever he found out what was going on, he quit working with the Empire. And he realized that at some point, principles may not be as important as mm-hmm. loved ones yep. so <clears throat> to add that sort of you know uncertainty about characters i think was a really really interesting point and then to have you know guerrilla fighters and infighting amongst rebels is a very common real life thing amongst rebel organizations and the and paranoia yeah, that they showed exactly. him with Sagarera yeah. and how fucking he was like, you're here to kill me. Yeah. Like, there's so many lies. This must be a trap. So much. Oh, you're here. You're the one thing I want to see. It must be a trap. Right. Like, they really emphasized the uncertainty of war and the um, impersonality of war. It doesn't matter who you are. You can die. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're the main character. You can die. Right. Like... The force will protect you long enough for your destiny to be fulfilled, whether right. which, that be. Which, by the way, we didn't we didn't mention that that Cassie and and Jin ended up getting out of the tower before the Death Star blast hit. But right when they got to the surface, they saw the explosion in the in the, right. on the horizon and were like, "Fuck!" And so they just right. kind of sat at the beach and waited for it to hit them. And, right. And they essentially died. They and they had that. accepted so, that, yeah. and they right. knew that they had done what they set out to do. Right. Um, I think it was, I think it was a, a very, very good story. Right. And beyond all that, it was a great Star Wars movie. For they, sure. They really, as somebody, for, obviously as somebody who would prefer Star <laughs> Trek, they really got me into, um, the mythology of the series. Right. Like, they, in passing, have mentioned kyber crystals. They mentioned that Force users don't have to be Jedi, necessarily. Right. They have all this really interesting, suggestive stuff that leaves a casual fan wanting another movie and more media. Right. So it definitely did its job. Too. Exactly. And I don't remember the name of the actress who played Jin, but she... Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. She did amazingly. She killed it. She had the fragility and the headstrongness. And she had that. Kind of uncertainty. The uncertainty, "Ah." but like the sureness of herself. Right. Like all she knew was that she could take care of herself. Right. She's like, I don't know if I agree with these plans, but I know I can do it. She's in an imperial (laughs) prison bus and then tries to beat up the people that break her out. (laughs) Like she's fine. She'll be all right, you know. So it was, you know, a big part of the story was her needing to realize this cause is actually bigger than your daddy issues. Right. It's about your daddy issues specifically, (laughs) but it's way bigger than that. Yeah. Like. It's about your daddy's daddy issues. Really. (laughs) Basically. So, yeah. Vader being his daddy. (laughs) And Mads Mikkelsen did an awesome job as Galen. He did. The whole, I I didn't have. He didn't have a lot of time in the movie at all, but like you really got his character like, yeah i didn't have any complaints about any of the acting which i would say is a first for my star star wars viewing history sure. so yeah they didn't the only thing that as far as the characters goes they didn't have a lot of development 
That was is, the only problem. Which is fair, considering the premise of the story right. and the need for those characters not to be in A New Hope and stuff. Yeah, they know. weren't making a trilogy out of this. How many times in, in any other movie do they give you like a full movie backstory before they get you into the meat of the fucking right. story? You and know a nice I mean? self-contained arc that started, had a middle, was resolved. Exactly. And can had a, had be, a and first, can second, and third act, narrative. basically. Yeah. So. It was very, very well done. Yeah. What about you, Travis? I came into it and like not thinking very much about it, like uh, steel plans for the Death Star, whatever. I, I just watch New Hope. You're just thinking boffins. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then I I actually watched it and really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the the grittiness of it. it felt tangible, real. For sure. Um, Word. Um, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. I've what only you, seen it once, though. What were your uh, that. What were your thoughts on? Yeah, you should definitely see it at least another time because you get to catch a lot of other mm-hmm. stuff that you miss. Like, you know, a lot of the first viewing is like, oh my god, this is awesome, and then the second viewing is like checking out what's in the background just and looking seeing, around. Like, yeah, seeing like the different costumes and the different aliens they have and all that stuff. It's super cool. Um, what were your thoughts on Tarkin? I know you saw him in 2D. Yeah. Me and, me and Nate have both seen him in both 2D and 3D. So we'll give our opinions here in a second. He looked very animated. Like I would see him in like Rebels, whatever. They just copy pasted his face. <laughs> sure. sure. Made it 3D. Um, but yeah, it was bad. I, I didn't like it at all. What about you, Nate? What were your thoughts on Tarkin? So again, as you said, um, in 2D, in 2D, not bad. Really, honestly, like um, I agree with that. Like I, 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 I even... thought they went a little far in a couple shots where it was too bright and they got a little too close to his face where it did look like something right out of Rebels. But other yeah. than that, mostly concerned in 3D, just it didn't work in a single shot except when you saw him from behind, and even then, the top of his head looked weird. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He had kind of a big head, and like yeah. it was really, it was disproportionate. Like, yeah. Um, differently, kind of so alien. I, on, I honestly was just awestruck the first time I saw it. I was like, "That's that's fucking Tarkin." I was like, yeah. "Which actor did they find that like did this?" Because he's awesome. He looks exactly like fucking that guy. Like, what the fuck? And then, you know, I get out of the theater and I was raving about that. I was like, "I loved Leia and I loved Tarkin, but I hated <laughs> the splices of because they they added some shots mm-hmm. from A New Hope." into this movie with gold leader and, and red leader and all that right. stuff like mm-hmm. them saying different things. And like, I hated that. Everyone loved it. I I'm a little more partial to it now because I saw it a second time and I thought it was pretty cool, I guess. But my first thought was like, I fucking hated that, but I loved Tarkin. And then I go see it in 3d and I'm like, I fucking hated Tarkin and I, I loved all that <laughs> other stuff. Like, um, so yeah, he was, I mean, that once, once I saw it in like that 3d, environment it was you could definitely tell but but me just kind of being so awestruck i was i was stoked about it when i first saw it you know Um, breaking it apart and looking at it closer now definitely a little disappointed um they could have used him in in more of a hologram fashion or just that first scene where he's break it up where he's looking into the window yeah, you I mean, don't have, to don't have him turn around. Yeah, yeah, that's a little more mm-hmm. ominous too. If he's yeah. just staring out the window and talking to him, you know, like yeah. you, you didn't recognize could, you the see voice. His facial ref- and, and you could see the reflection yeah. of his face. Yeah. and it was perfect. Like subtle. Yeah. That that one was good. The you fuzziness was helping. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah. Um. 
Tar- I mean, Tarkin was was good. Leia was good. Um, they used actors obviously with mocap, mm-hmm. but yeah, still good. What did you guys think of the soundtrack? Oh, okay. Jesse's Jesse's gonna roll out. Do you wanna? Do you wanna take a break and then? Yeah, take take a quick break and then me and Nate can finish this up. Thank you, thank you for having yeah, me. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks, uh, Good thanks, to meet for, you, Nate. thanks for coming up, coming down, and doing yeah. this little special with us. Um, sorry that like I didn't realize how long it was no, going no, to take to go through everything else. I have a restrictive schedule. But um, I didn't think I'd have so much to say about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> me too, especially being but, a Trek fan, <laughs> right? But yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, um, definitely. We'll have you. We'll have you on again here in the next few weeks. I think you, you guys will probably be some regulars. Always down. Yeah. Cool. Shit. Yeah, so, sounds good. Um, yeah, we'll uh, me and Nate will be back. Jesse and Travis are gonna head back up north, and we'll talk to you in a minute. All right, welcome back. Um, Jesse and Travis have gone home. They live pretty far north, so live up in Fort Collins area. So they got to drive ahead of them and thank them again for being on the show for the first you know two hours of the this fucking crazy long breakdown i didn't expect to go so long permanently <laughs> guaranteeing that i'm gonna laugh my ass off when friggin uh you know the final death star shot goes off every time i see that movie for the rest of the oh, time yeah. just picturing <laughs> closer closer <laughs> and fun yeah just zooming in on his face oh, that was shit. that's a great i hope somebody I, Jesse, when you're listening to this, you need to make some sort of animation out of that. Yeah. Because it's fucking hilarious. That killed me. Um, but yeah, back to uh, the final kind of thoughts of this. We'll start with the soundtrack. Um, I wanted to talk about the soundtrack and how we had... Uh, it's uh, Michael Giacchino that did the actual soundtrack. Um, and he came in. It's it's crazy story because he came into the project um in september of the of this year wow so basically they um they had the composer who had written a bunch of the music and stuff the original composer and then they parted ways with him like way like at the worst time possible i feel like must have been creative differences or something something and i maybe it was scheduling or something weird like that but um but yeah so they bring in michael giacchino and i think he did a fantastic job the first time i saw the movie i was a little like i don't know how much i like the music but that's also because i was paying attention to the movie and not the music as much sure sure the second time seeing seeing it i tried to pay attention to the music more and okay. and i thought it was really good his like his takes on the imperial march and, sure. and Darth Vader's theme and just all that stuff. They, he did a really good job of making it like Star Wars music with a, like a rebel twist. It you know fit. what I mean? It totally fit. It I was, liked it. It was good. It I, was very John Williams-esque. It was. And without trying to sound like it was copying it, just in the same sense that the movie itself was very much a New Hope-esque without feeling like it was trying to copy it. I mean, they really did a good job all around with just, it was... They did. Other than Empire, it was easily just the most mature, and, like, the music was another reflection of that, where, and I mean that with all due respect, John Williams, obviously, is one of the best-living composers. Um, you For know, sure. But this was just less playful in the music and a little bit just grittier. Yeah. So um, I agree. And, and with that being, you know... 
reminiscent of a new hope and stuff and like staying in that realm of of that air you know of that kind of style of filmmaking like i was reading an article the other day about how they purposely made the if you notice like as the movie moves along the picture gets kind of grainier and it gets more to to what the picture looked like in a new hope mm-hmm. and so by the by the last scene it's more like like the style of a new hope and they did a, like the, the cinematography they used to do that was a, they did a really well awesome. with like bringing it back around you know well I mean, you could definitely tell that the the director of photography and the art designer and everybody that they looked at a new hope oh, and yeah. they really analyzed like what is the color palette what does the lighting look like mm-hmm. um you know what how is it basically shot because they mirrored that uh to where really i mean it i'm not kidding when i said i think you could easily splice a new hope straight into that and cut it together and (laughs) people would have a hard time seeing where it transitioned that's such a good transition thank you for that because that's the next subject is them actually taking footage from a new hope and putting it in the movie yeah they um gareth edwards you know went on the the luke skywalker ranch tour went and looked at all that shit and like he got to go into the rooms that nobody gets to go into because he's special because he's sure. a director and he found all these old canisters of film and was like, what's what's all that? And they're like, oh, that's just like unused extra film from A New Hope. Like it just got cut and never put back in because it was just, you know, that those extra fillers, fillers of yep. things, you know. So, so some of those fillers, he actually took those and put them in the last battle, in the Battle of Scarif. So you see Gold Leader. We kind of touched on this earlier, but um, you see you see Gold Leader, and it's the original guy from A New Hope, and you see Red Leader, and like um, you see maybe no, those are the only two. You see Red Leader and Gold Leader. Those are the two from A New Hope that you that they spliced in those. They spliced in like lines that they had in there. They took uh, audio from it and put it in there. Um, like when when they're diving down to the to the shield to the to the scarif and they're, okay. they're like the shield's closing you hear the guy go pull up that's the same exact clip from a new hope where he's they're driving towards the death star and he's like pull up but they didn't cut to porkins being like I can't no. Ah. <laughs> no they did not cut to porkins i was a little disappointed they didn't have porkins oh, but, missed opportunities. but they did have red five yeah which is interesting because luke skywalker's um call sign was red five in a new hope and so they showed how he got so high up in the rankings they're like well this other guy died so we'll just throw you as red five you can yeah, be that yeah, guy sure. now like was, i thought that was pretty cool to Next kind of explain up. like yeah like how he got that sign and number um but yeah back to uh cinematography the 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 death star explosions the two was it two yeah they had two um the one on jetta and the one on scarith Mm-hmm. fucking awesome they were just they like were both really cool it was and being in the theater and seeing that i was terrified sure. you know and in 3d seeing it coming towards you you're just like oh my god this shit is not oh man this is this is no joke like we're fucked you know yeah and that's and when that was happening i i couldn't help but like picture alderaan and right. like all the people on there on that entire fucking planet and how quickly that place would have imploded like that and just how fucking terrifying it would be. Well, and I got the sense we didn't really see a shot on full power at any point. 
in this movie. We did not. No, because because they did mention uh, Vader did mention at some point that the Empire knew nothing about the Death Star yet. Like the Senate and all the leaders in the Empire didn't know about it. Okay. And so they didn't want to have a real test until it was ready, which would have been Alderaan. Right. So so they were like, you know, use this to destroy these cities, but like don't just just use a low power and instead of blowing up the whole thing because we don't want word getting out of this weapon before we like unleash it. You know what I mean? So then whenever they went to Alderaan and blew up Alderaan, that was when the galaxy was like, holy fuck. They just blew up an entire planet because mm-hmm. they hadn't heard anything else. You know, right. Um, so that was, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool how they explained, you know, that, that they actually threw that in there, that they didn't want to be known, wanted to be known that they had this, the star, the well, Death Star. And my favorite shots of the Death Star were the ones that you saw from the planet's surface where it was kind of just there For in sure. the sky. That was terrifying. Like, I mean, just the idea of that coming up on the horizon or what the one where the eclipse shot. Yep. And everything like that's just really like hit home of how much, how imposing right was and and then like they had that shot from the planet where you could see the green beam for just a second Mm -hmm. where like you see it at the at the little dome piece you see the green beam light up and you're like oh fuck and then just done i think that was i think that was krennic it was krennic looking up and you saw the the green beam in in his eyes or something like that he's like oh (laughs) thanks yeah (laughs) awesome God, yeah, no shit. I just, oh man, I want a cartoon of that so bad. Me too. <laughs> Close, huh? <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Yeah, nice. You may fire yeah. when ready. Yeah, so no, and then, <laughs> sorry, right? So the dog fights too, yeah. right? And that's. In in all of them, there, there was oh, the, there was so on, uh, e- what's that planet called? Edon? Edu. They had those X-Wings come in on Edu to do the bombing mm-hmm. runs. And there was a couple little fights on there. But the really good fights, obviously, were in Scarif. Sure. Where you had the really good POV shots. Yeah, where they actually kind of, like, mounted the camera straight up to the X-Wing. And I think you got to see, like, a couple of uh, A-Wings actually, like, transform at a couple of points. Like, you got to, or maybe not A-Wings, B-Wings, Those are the the U-Wings. Yeah, okay. The U-Wings. Were those the bombers? The, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You the got ones to see that a few they, of they them like actually blast those like yeah. uh, EMT things. Really cool. Yeah. I mean, they did such a good job with the dogfights in this. Probably the best job that they've had uh, since Jedi. Yeah. Oh. I don't know, man. Force Awakens, dude. Those dogfights yeah, on 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 the fucking on Maz's Cantina's planet, whatever one that was, and okay, then on okay, Star Killer Base, like. Dude, when you see Poe Dameron like fucking kill twenty stormtroopers within ten seconds, I mean, all right, all right. I don't know, man. That, the, the well done either way. I think, I think Rogue One would be better in dogfights as far as like the longevity of the scenes, because there was a lot more of the X-wing fights and right. stuff like that. Whereas in Force Awakens was more. You know, you just had a, a, f- a few pilots that went yeah. on to the Starkiller base or went and rescued Han and all that. Like, it wasn't it wasn't as much as Rogue One. So, yeah, in that in that matter, yeah, in that, it, I would say it will be better um, and, and almost as good as Jedi because Jedi's longevity of that scene and 
you know everything was fantastic but yeah nothing be and nothing i was over top you know right how could they be jamming us unless they know that we're coming oh my god oh, it's, it's a trap that thing's operational yeah um i i also loved the scene of the you know right when the the rebellion shows up to scarif and like they're diving down into the shield like through that hole in the shield they're just you just see like you know, eight to ten X wings. Oh, trying to get in before it closes. Dive down before it closes. Yeah. yeah, and like, I just you know you you think you put yourself in like one of the one of the imperial shoes, just watching them, just like oh fuck 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 fuck, like what what's going on? Where did this come from? What what the fuck is happening? Like, just such a it was such a surprise attack. Oh yeah. You know that's why I call it the the Troy of and Star close Wars. It, like, close it. Close the door. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, and then finally, that scene where the the X wing hits the shield and just skids across, skids across it. it. I thought that was yeah. super cool to like explain yeah. that instead of it just blowing up independence. Uh, that's Day what style. I expected to happen. Right. Oh man, and I think that's so. you know Gareth Edwards is probably like, well, what's everyone going to expect? Well, and like, we're just going to blow up. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's send them skidding across the surface to show that it's actually a barrier yeah. and not just like a laser. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely cool. And finally, with with the in this cinematography kind of section, I know we kind of just kind of grazed over the soundtrack. Yeah, um, definitely mad props to Michael Giacchino with that. He did an excellent job. job. Um, but then, yes, the last part of the cinematography section was the Vader scenes. Yeah. Why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about your favorite parts of those Vader scenes? There was, I believe, three of them. Yeah, definitely. So it would have to be as you mentioned it where it's just dark uh as he's about to board that cruiser the rebel cruiser at the end of the movie and the red lightsaber kicks on and you Uh. hear the breathing and he comes in and that's where to credit the soundtrack the music kicks into almost a duel of fates level a little bit of intensity it's got the uh it's got the the like choir the the choir it's very intense and he's just going through there and just it easily could have looked CG and stupid and over the top and oh kung no. fu, but he doesn't. He looks much like the rigid he older looks clunky Vader. Clunky and and a New Hope esque. Yes, you know? he does. He looks like an old man, and he doesn't look uh, like the young badass Jedi anymore. He looks just like this Sith monster, right? Who's just ripping guns out of hands and just—I mean, it was slicing through people. It, force gripping people and just it was badass it was awesome you really see the damage that vader can do like you see his Mm -hmm. fucking oh man what what, what would be the word for this just his like intense rage on everything you know you can just tell that vader just does not give a fuck he just keeps going straight forward (laughs) what he wants and everything in his path yeah which was great (coughs) i kind of liked um the the back to tank scene it kind of shows that i mean it looks like vader just had to be in that all the time you know what i mean because i mean he was fucked up after episode three yeah and being on mustafar he had he got his his other arm and both of his legs chopped off like he was a goddamn torso with a robot arm yeah and and numerous burns and stuff throughout his body like the only reason he survived was because of the force and because of his like hatred basically sure and so i think them putting him in the back to tank it kind of made me think that he was there like regenerating 
Yeah, and, and you that, get the sense that he requires a lot of medical care. Right, and that he always has to be in that back to tank unless yeah. he's like desperately needed. Yeah. You know, that's why there it, it seems like he's kind of a secret weapon for Emperor Palpatine. And when he comes out when he is in his suit, he's always kind of in a bit of a hurry, like, you know, just right. like, let's it's get like, this shit like done. He's, like I he's gotta get back, he's gonna fucking die. It's like painful being out here. And that's i I mean, it kind of puts puts to rest that whole thing of when Luke takes off his helmet and he's like I'm already gonna die. Like I, I gotta, I can't, I can't survive right now. Yeah. And that could be the way that they explain that. Like, well, what do you mean? He just took his helmet off. He'll be fine. Like, he'll fucking do it. But like, it's probably because he has to be in some sort of medical chamber at all times. Right. Unless he gets, you know, called. He's like a dog. He gets called on, and you know, Palpatine's like, release the hounds, and fucking here comes Vader and the Death Troopers. You know, like exactly. Um. Exactly. And yeah, like seeing. Vader in this, like, at first he's, like, super energetic, and then it seems like he just kind of gets tired, and then through, through New Hope he's just getting more and more tired, and it, it just kind of, like, seems like he was spending so much time trying to, f- like, get the plans back and make sure shit didn't go wrong that he, you know, that's why the fight with Obi-Wan was kind of, like, clunky. Like Sure. That was one thing that I've heard a lot of people talk about is, like, we really want before it came out, people were like, I, I really want them to explain why Vader was such a bitch in A New Hope. And then all of a sudden, the badass in Empire and, like, you know, Anakin Skywalker in the prequel where he's, like, jumping on nimbly bimbly, like. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty pretty cool. And just, I mean, his interactions with everyone was, was great. To see Vader on the fucking big screen again. Ugh, dude. And I'm, you know, I obviously I didn't see the originals in the in the theater, but when they got re-released in the '90s, like I basically made my parents take me to see all three of them. Oh yeah, I think I saw them three times each in the theater. Yeah. Jedi four times because that was my favorite. Yeah, I was in middle school, and uh, it was the first time that school ever had to deal with kids like ditching and just oh in yeah, because we were all just I ditched class multiple times. Like, I don't give a movie. fuck. <laughs> like, I'll take the write up. I'll take being grounded. Yeah, in school suspension, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, I mean, the Vader scenes, although very limited, like they said they would be, were totally worth it. Yeah, every, every exactly every bit of it. Um, and and every time you heard Vader's name, you just saw people like, oh God, you know, like they're like, what, you know, over Scarif, the uh, the commander looks at Tarkin. He's like, what are we gonna do about the fleet? And he's like, don't worry, Vader is on his way to take care of the rebellion. Like, you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Lumberg's coming? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That guy's a dick. <coughs> Such an asshole. Um, let's see, where are we at here? I guess I guess we're getting pretty, uh, we're pretty close here yeah, to the end. Like, the what, end. Did, what did you, overall with the story, did you think it, did you think it connected well and did a good job? Like, I mean, personally, I thought it was really good being its own film and also connecting all the other films in, in, in a way that kept it in the Star Wars right. universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. I, I think that it did an awesome job of being deliberately its own Star Wars story, but it connected. I expected it to go out of its way to try and connect with A New Hope, not as well as it did but I expected it to try and do that. Right. I had no idea that it was going to do such an F a good job of connecting to just the whole star Wars mythos as a whole. And 
never in a million years would I have thought that they were going to try and address plot holes in the original right. movie. I was, thank you for bringing that up. By, I mean, and it wasn't, it didn't seem forced oh either. God, it no, seemed it was like perfect. Shit, was that so, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Why didn't we ever talk about this before? This is so brilliant. Like, yeah, and and of course, for those of you that are listening, we're talking about the um, the destruction of the Death Star and how Luke did it. Everyone was always like, "Well, how the fuck would he get those proton torpedoes in that small of an exhaust port? And why was it that exhaust port? And why would it like how if they're going to do this and build the most sophisticated thing ever, yeah. how would they possibly overlook something Oversee like that, that flaw? Like what stupid yeah. an engineer? Like why right. did they hire just the shittiest guy in the universe to come build this weapon for him? And they didn't. Seamless. It was perfectly, perfectly with, designed weapon with no flaws except the one that was built into yep. it on purpose. And I mean, obviously, there's there's hundreds of exhaust exhaust ports. I think uh, Galen even said that mm-hmm. he was like, "There's a ton of exhaust ports, um, and the only way you're going to find the correct one is by finding the plans on Scarif." So that was their initial, like, you know, realization that they had to go find the plans. Um, but yeah, him saying that he, you know, put he put a trap in this exhaust port that once ignited will start a chain reaction and blow the whole system. Well, and that's where it's, as I said, he sacrificed Jin said this at one point, my father sacrificed his life for the rebellion. Right. And he did. I mean, he spent his life as a prisoner working yep. to build a weapon that he knew was going to kill millions of people, yep. possibly billions of people because he knew if he didn't do it someone else would do it and he knew if i do it i can build a self-destruct button on this bitch right i can and i can get the word out get my revenge through my daughter to make sure that the the rebels know how to come destroy this thing yep and it, it also oh man i don't know it was just it was so cool how they explained it like you know, when they were doing that, it was just my mind was just blowing, you know, oh, like yeah, fucking bomb going off. I'm oh, like, yeah. Holy shit. N- like you said, never in a million years would you think that, you know, Disney is going to be like, well, let's take one of these plot holes and just explain that away real quick. That'll be, that'll be fun. It, I, it's not like it's a plot hole that ever necessarily bothered me. But when anybody would bring it up, I'm like, well, yeah, that's a valid oh point. That doesn't make any fucking and sense. And how genius is that to base the whole story around that plot hole yeah. to solve that plot hole? Basically, <laughs> Rogue One, they, they should they should name this movie Rogue One, the plot hole killer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. Because they, they did it and they did it in a, in a couple different ways, you know. Well, and, and, and the prequels, like. Lucas's prequels, right? Mm-hmm. Tried to justify themselves as like, oh look, see, we tie into the old trilogy and like we we exist oh, and yeah. we we match up with it, we enrich it. Yeah. And, and they really don't. Like on And on, this did. On Geonosis they show the little fucking hologram of the Death Star plans and the Sun Fac is the, the little bug Geonosis' name. He like pulls it and he's like, We gotta hide this so no one can see our plans. Right. And then in episode three, it shows fucking Vader and Palpatine staring at the Death Star, at, at, or staring at the Star Destroyer at the Death Star. Under construction. Yeah. And you're like, so it took 20 years to build that fucking thing? So how did they do that so quick in Jedi when there's only a nine-year difference between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi? 
valid point. But they also said that, you know, the construction was stalled on the Death Star. I believe they addressed that, too, in this one. Because, yeah, the, the reason they took Galen was because construction had stopped and they needed him to come back. Well, they had run into it. probably, like, logistical issues and right. everything and where then, it was yep. just like, you know, we have too much heat would probably be a huge problem with that thing oh yeah for and sure so he's like let's put a shitload of exhaust ports on this yep and that yeah so that's so that's a good way of you know explaining that it did take forever yeah and they knew and, how and to was, build them the next time exactly the first time through you, you know they probably had a shit ton of issues they and they through. knew the second time that they were building it not only did they know how to build it they knew what the right. flaw was so they built right. something specifically to prevent that flaw by having the shield around it yep and i mean you never know emperor palpatine could have built hundreds of those death stars already sure you know that those could have been only two obviously in force awakens they don't mention anything about other death stars and within 30 years you would think that they would have popped up somewhere maybe um but yeah he obviously was preparing to build an army of death stars i also you also could argue that the second death star was already in production during the first death star like he was making two yeah so definitely and you i mean here's my thoughts on the movie it's just that when i heard they were going to make new star wars movies i was a little bit worried when i heard that they were going to make ones that were not episodes i was panicked oh yeah for sure i was i was like oh fuck after seeing this i am now excited to see a boba fett movie i'm excited to see a han solo Solo movie movie. i'm excited to see Mm. these other spin-off movies because if they're done with even half of the effort and care that was put into this yeah. one, like then some of the best Star Wars movies ever probably won't have an episode number. Right. Um, that's funny. This that that takes us into our predictions because you know this is that was it. Rogue One. That's that's basically our review of Rogue One. It was longer um, than the movie. If if we're gonna give it out of ten stars, what would you give it? Out of ten Death Stars. Um, <laughs> Oh, gosh. As a Star Wars movie, right? Because I'm not yes. going to put it on like this is the Schindler's List of 2016. No, yeah. No, no, no. As, as, like, as a Star Wars film, and we'll say I'm giving Empire a 10. Okay. Right? This was probably a good, solid 9. Okay. It was really good. Yep. I um, Initially, when I first saw it, I gave it an 8, and now I give it a 9. Um my problems during the first one were issues that we talked about and that the second time through I was like, oh, okay, never mind. So I'm glad I saw it two times so I didn't give it a shiesty fucking rating because, you know. Yeah. Well, and as uh, as was said previously, you know, the there were no side characters in this movie. Every character, no matter how small their part, you go, you felt that they had – a had life a, and a story to tell and right. every character had its i mean the fucking droid oh i know had a character arc i know you know it was and great he hated jen at first and then by the end he's kind of warmed yeah. up to her like well oh, and yeah. i mean even in the sense of him saying like you know when he's like you're mm-hmm. a rebel now that was reflective right. of the fact that he went he through his thing. own transformation into becoming a rebel and i mean right that's that was, that was just uh it was brilliant it was a very well done movie i can see why by the time anyone's listening to this it will have made over half a billion dollars oh yeah uh and that you know by new year's it will have made over a billion oh yeah um 
I hope that they show the same restraint in the future movies that they do in terms of not just taking spectacle over story. Sure. Because I will totally go see more movies like this. Right. Um, well, as of today, I believe, yeah. It actually said it on December, the Wikipedia page. December so If you go back to the Wikipedia page, it's updated. Is it? On the right-hand side, uh, scroll down. There you go. Okay, so the box office right now is at $420 million on a $200 million budget. So uh, they're doing all right. Um, yeah, on this this article that I have, is it's $400 million. This is This article comes from comingsoon.net, and it is the Star Wars news. It has some of the uh, little updates. First update is Rogue One has made $400 million. All right, um, let's look at the international countries here real quick. So what are the top ones? The so UK? Well, okay. UK, no, it's... Uh, oh, man, let's see. Other, it says other is 52.8 million and then it hasn't opened in china until january 6th and you yeah. know why that is because they have to heavily edit some things in star wars when they release them in china because oh yeah they have religious bands yeah for sure and so they have to be very careful the way they talk about the force yep so i wonder what the subtitles for his character will say is yeah like, especially I am, him I am with the government the government is with me yeah, I, you know that's gonna be a I'm difficult. With, mm, I'm with the rebellion. The rebellion took me. If you can speak like Mandarin, that. please watch the Chinese <laughs> cut and, yeah, and let, us, let know. us know at uh, twistmyarmpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, no, but it's doing all right. UK made thirty five million. Germany made eighteen million. France sixteen. Australia sixteen. Right. Japan eleven. So it's yeah. It's I mean it's doing all right. Mexico seven. Brazil eight. The force is strong around the world. Yeah, so it's doing a good job, and it's it's definitely a testament to what Disney's doing. You know, they they're they're doing it right. They're making these movies the right way, and they're really sticking by that, and knowing how much fans will just fucking burn Disney down if they fuck it up. You know. So I'm I'm definitely stoked to see the movies coming out. Um, which let me see. Let me get to this part here. The next movie to come out will be obviously episode, episode eight, eight in a year, which will be in 365 days. Um, no, sorry. 300, 356 days. Yeah, don't make it longer so than it has to exactly be. a year from tomorrow. Episode eight, which the rumored title is forces of destiny is the rumored title of episode eight. Spoiler. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of it's that title. No, me either. That so would I'm, have to grow on me. I hope that's a code name title. I, I hope so, too, because I'd be really upset if it was that. Yeah. Like, ugh. if if they call it Forces of Destiny, then I'm pretty sure that Luke's going to be Ray's father and I'm going to be pissed. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so that comes out December 17th, 2017. Um, and then the Han Solo movie is the coolest part of this because the Han Solo movie is going to revert back to the age-old tradition of Star Wars movies coming out in May. Oh. So after Episode Eight, we're only gonna have to wait a half a year until oh, another Star like Wars a year movie. And a half. We're gonna have to wait a year and a half, but no. no. Han Solo comes out in 2018. I'm trying to find that. Oh, that is fucking sweet. Oh, it's God damn it! It's not on here anymore. Um, but Damn no, it's new internet for being changing and not being static. Yeah, 
Like a piece of paper? I know. God damn it. It's, uh, yeah, so Han Solo is scheduled for May 2018. Sweet. Um, and then episode nine is scheduled for May 2020. No, sorry, 2019. Okay. And then the unofficial, like the untitled spinoff movie is coming out in 2020. Which is Boba Fett. Now, here's where I think it could be not Boba Fett. Because they've been talking to Ewan McGregor a lot about doing some Obi-Wan Kenobi shit. And that would raise my suspicion to believe that Obi-Wan is Rey's, like, descendant. And that the reason they, they've been holding off on giving us a title of the last movie is because they want to reveal Obi-Wan Kenobi's you mean part Obi- in oh, Rey. So Obi-Wan is, is Rey's ancestor, you mean? Something like that. Okay, Great-grandfather okay. Right, or right, yeah. or grandfather, something like that. Okay. And so I think Disney wants to, if if this is what it is, I'm, I'm hoping it's it's a Boba Fett movie or even a Yoda movie when Yoda was like, you know, young <laughs> instead of, ni- instead of <laughs> 900 I, years old. That, like, they just need to make a Yoda like cartoon show. And you know, or sure, it's just like do it. Yeah. <laughs> have you okay? Which speaking of which, have you seen that that I can be your backpack while you run like, yes. video? Yes. Oh right? my god, okay, the seagulls just, thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. I love it's that. pretty awesome. So like that that <laughs> should be the tone of a Yoda movie. Yeah, just kind of goofy, just pure insanity. Which they could just, do. They could make Yoda like a goofy fucking douchebag yeah. in his younger years until Absolutely. he found out to be a Jedi. You know. Um, <laughs> But no, if they if if it's right in everyone's speculation of Obi Wan being an ancestor of Rey, then I'm assuming they're gonna hold off on announcing the title of that movie. Right. Until until the bombshells have dropped. Until episode eight comes out, yeah. Sure. Well, and that's the thing, is that if uh if if they wanna do that, I think Ewan McGregor was a great Obi Wan. And he's fucking he'll be 15 years older by the time they start filming. So he'll look older. It'll, it'll be, be great. Perfect. Yeah. That would be sweet. I'd be fine with that too. And I think he's, he'd be stoked to do a movie that's not directed by George Lucas. You know, I bet, I bet McGregor's looking at these movies like, man, I really want to, I wish I could have been in that. Yeah. Because I, the thing is, is Lucas can't write dialogue Ugh. and he can't, he's good at the spectacle. He's good at, he's good at the idea of the overall, arc of yeah, the story and true. some really cool set pieces and stuff but he and building just the world and everything dialogue else, like. you know and I, I know mark hamill said when he was uh talking about filming uh some of the dagobah scenes in the original trilogy that when they would yell cut uh he would look around and and all they would be talking about was did this thing move in the background? Did the did the oh. smoke go off? Did this happen? And he'd be like, "Could I get some feedback?" And it was always just, "You were fine. You were fine." It's yeah. just we had a problem with the effect. Go back, do it again. Just you, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Right. Because Lucas is not concerned with the performance, and that's obvious yeah. when you have lines like, "Are you an angel?" Oh where God. it's like, "How did somebody not go?" Hold on, cut. Okay, yeah. dude, um, I'm gonna need you to say something. Let's. Else um, here. you can say that line, but not like that. Yeah, that was awful. Oh my In god! In fact, yeah. let's take a five. It's, it's <laughs> let's regroup. Yeah, and let's rewrite this part here. Yeah, let's just cut the line. <laughs> In fact, entirely. I'm just gonna throw this whole script out. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, you there? What is Jar Jar? Is that it? get the fuck off this? <laughs> you just just be gone with you. 
Um, but the problem is that everybody told them that stuff about the original trilogy, and, he, and yeah. they were all wrong. Yeah. I remember people talking about on the original shoot, talking about Chewbacca, saying that when that walked out on set, there were actors that wanted to walk off the movie because they were like, I can't do another terrible science fiction movie. What the hell is this? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And who doesn't love Chewie? I know, it's true. Um, yeah, Han, I don't think Harrison Ford wanted the part. Yeah, no, that's what I heard. He didn't even that audition for it until it wasn't working out with the other actor. Yeah. He was working as a, a carpenter was, builder. Think, wasn't it set. Christopher Walken, I believe? I have no idea. It would be so funny if he actually tried out for that. Oh, uh, my it, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. What, 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 before we went on that tangent, what were we talking about? Episode 8. Oh, yes. Episode 8. Stoked about it. Yeah. Um, I have my own predictions about episode eight. I don't want to get too far into those because it's kind of outrageous. Yeah, I don't really want to. I don't like I have, to speculate too much on that. I have a lot. I just, you know, the other day I had this weird epiphany and I like to predict things. Mm-hmm. Like with Rogue One, I predicted a couple months ago. I was like, everyone's going to die. I was like, I hope you guys know that like it doesn't even matter who it is and, and how much you like the character. They're going to die. Spoiler alert. When yeah. I saw Titanic, I predicted. I'm like, that boat is yeah. going to fucking sink. Yeah, yeah right. So, no, and I mean, I, mean, I kind of have I mean, a feeling everyone in Rogue One I mean, has a lot to die. Of, a lot of people thought that at least someone was going to survive. I'm so glad they didn't cop out. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad. And that's actually Disney's doing. The and, reason and that some of those things, those scenes weren't in the trailer was because they had to basically reshoot all the reshoots were on Scarif. Yeah. And it was because Gareth Edwards originally had Cassian and Jin surviving. And Disney was like, nah. It just seems uh, unrealistic. Let's reshoot that and just let's yeah. just kill everybody. Yeah. So um, it just didn't fit with the tone of the movie because as as has been pointed out several times tonight, every character in that movie that recognizes their fate and recognizes their uh, destiny dies afterwards. And yeah. for the main characters to not have that happen would have been dishonest. That's very true. And it, yeah, it was a very fitting ending to that. You know, the, the ending was just like fucking death. Mm-hmm. All of it. Give your life for what death you with in. a tiny little bit of luck and a bit of hope to, to keep the fight going. You know, like I know that they say hope a thousand times in this movie, but it's true. Like this whole movie is based on hope basically yeah, just like, like their I'll rebellion just do what you know? i can like, and hope for the best exactly and that's yeah. that's one thing that Jin says when they're getting ready to go infiltrate scarif yeah she's like she's like i don't know what's gonna happen but we're gonna we're gonna take our chances and, and, and we'll take our first chance and and if that works out we'll keep going and we'll just keep going until the chances are spent like i love that line yeah and just and just exactly just saying what like, just keep too. fighting you know like one way or another like we'll figure something out you know or we'll die yeah um so anyway i mean just what my i I do want to say my one speculation of episode eight is that benicio del toro is going to be a badass he's going to be he's going to be the actual fucking apprentice of snoke and not kylo ren i think i think snoke saying to kylo at the end of force awakens you know or to General Hux, he's like, you bring, you get Kylo Ren and bring him back here to complete his training. I think that means he's not fully like a, a, a lord yet, you know, a, a, a Ren Lord or whatever you would say. So I think that Benicio del Toro 
is going to be the one that's that's that you really got to fucking worry about. And I'm we'll stoked see. to see him as because he's he's already been confirmed as a bad guy, right? And like on a night of Ren, basically. So I'm stoked to see like how much of a badass he is. And I love Del Toro. Oh, like that dude is fantastic. Fuck, yeah. What a great casting choice. Did you see Sicario? Fuck, I did not. Uh, I've heard very good that. things He's about it. Amazing in Sicario. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last. Yeah, I didn't want to get too far into my predictions. Yeah. I, I if yeah. you know what, guys, I don't if, want any potential spoilers. If you really want to know my prediction, um, I did tell you this outside. I did tell you my my main the mm-hmm. the prediction that I have is that Ray is not a Kenobi. She's not a Skywalker. She's a Dameron. I believe that Ray and Poe are brother and sister. And that they're going to follow along with the original trilogy of making you know them related in, in a surprise somehow, um, and that somehow is detailed in my fucking description. So if you would like me to send you my description of my prediction, Jesus, I'm just rhyming all over. Prediction, the description, prediction. Yeah, hit me up at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail um, You can also hit us up at that email twistmyarmpodcast at gmail for any of your questions, your comments, your concerns, your gripes, all that other good shit. Um, if you're feeling mad about life, just write down everything that is making you frustrated and sad in this world and send yeah, it in. Send it we to can me. easily delete it. Yep. Yep. It's fine. I'll read it. I'll make fun of you and then I'll delete it. That's about it. Um, I guess the last thing I did want to say, sorry, before we actually close this out, the last thing I want to say is episode nine starts filming in August 2017. Oh, that is awesome. So, fuck yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Star Wars is Star Wars is life, bro. I love it. I'm 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 really excited about Disney having it and it being in their hands. I think they're gonna do a fantastic job. They're they're now two for two. They've hit home runs in both movies they've made, and yeah, I hope they just keep making Star Wars forever. It's a great they, time not to be a Trekkie. Yeah, no shit. They're still. Still doing okay, I guess. Yeah, not with that last one. Mm. They're not. Mm. They're not Rogue One in this shit. No, not at all. But yeah, go check out Rogue One. It's playing in pretty much every single theater worldwide, except for China. If uh, it's not playing at the theater that you go at, ask for the manager and just start yelling profanities. Yeah, seriously. Until they start showing it, because that oh, theater man. has lost its mind. Just, just start. You know, reciting Darth Vader li- lines. You know, where are the plans? <laughs> Don't um, choke on your lack of having yeah. this movie. <laughs> no shit. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, thank you. Thanks again for listening. I want to thank uh, Jesse and Travis for coming on, and I want to thank Nate for making his always a pleasure his last half appearance. It's been uh, it's been good. Um. It was good to go see the movie with you as well. Yeah. And those awesome discussions. Thanks for sitting with me with my little stormtrooper notebook. It was enjoyable. Um, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Trying to take notes in the theater. Yeah. Couldn't see shit. Um, we'll have to definitely. Obviously, this is going to be an annual thing now. I might I might start doing like a monthly kind of Star Wars Roundup podcast. Doing like a news thing. You know, just me giving out all the news and maybe some of my go. predictions and shit. But it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan for sure. Um, you Like I said, you can find us everywhere. Um, fucking... Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, find us somewhere, like us, subscribe, share with your friends. We're on Tinder for some reason. Tinder, yeah. 
That would be funny. <laughs> Just give Twist My Arm a bunch of like dating websites. <laughs> I'm a podcast. I like to talk. If you want to connect with me, you can listen to everything <laughs> I think. Yeah. I guess you could do that as like a promotional effort. Yeah. You'd probably get banned real quick from anything. Depends how good looking you are. Facebook. <laughs> I just, oh, man. I don't even want to go there. Um, upcoming uh, next week. I believe next week we're going to try and uh, we're going to try and redo our conspiracy episode with Chris Bell. We had him on a few weeks ago and due to an update to my computer, I lost all of the audio from our fucking three hour long awesome conspiracy episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That's some shady conspiracy I know, isn't shit it? there. Isn't it nuts? You were on to something. I, uh, you guys recorded the truth and your computer had, was wiped. Dude, we had... Well, it wasn't wiped. I still have like the file, but it when, when you play it, it talks like this. Because they it's have really the rest of that file. And it's slow. That's what happens and, after they And yeah, there was a couple things that were lost on there. So so I really want to try and redo the conspiracy episode, see what happens with that one. And and I sort of I would I, like to hear that. I have the same exact notes from that episode that I'll use again for this for this upcoming one. And I swear to God, if it happens again, I'm gonna know something's up. But yeah, we're gonna hopefully have him on next week for the New Year's episode. We'll have a maybe a brief little two thousand sixteen review of the three cool things that happened this last year. Otherwise, I'm excited to see 2016 die. Yeah, just um, suck a dick, 2016. Yeah. I'm done with you. Yeah, let's move on from that. Then we got Jason Kelly coming on January 7th to do a... Uh, what is it called? The fucking twist... The, uh, the music. Fucking living room session. Jesus, I do this podcast. He, he plays instrument sounds. Jesus. Yeah, Jason Kelly's going to come on and do some some of the uh, acoustic songs and talk about what he's doing with music and stuff. And then after that, I will have the owners of The Noshery, uh, a restaurant over in... It's right by um, one of the universities, Regis. The Noshery is a little breakfast place right by Regis University. I'm going to have to check and, that uh, out. It's it's really good. And the... Uh, the owners are going to come on and kind of talk about their restaurant. And then also, as an added bonus, the owners of the Gold Spot Brewery, which is attached to the Noshery, is going to come up, be on that show as well. So that'll be that'll be fun. We have some good guests lined up. Um, some, some good things happening in 2017, hopefully. But only if you like, subscribe, and share with your friends. That's it. Word of mouth. That's how it works. How do you think Guardians of the Galaxy got so big? Anyway, thanks again, Nate, for coming on. Always a pleasure. We'll, we'll have you again sometime. Maybe maybe for the – you into conspiracies? I, I'm definitely into the conspiracy. What happened in that <laughs> last episode? I know, yeah, right? I'm down. It's insane. I, I thought that same thing, but I'm pretty sure it was just an update, and it just warped the file. I'm going to be looking out the window the entire <laughs> time, though, for men in suits. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Right, there's somebody probably watching me somewhere. I don't even notice because I'm not paranoid enough. Do you hear that clicking? No. Oh. Is there a clicking? On the line, there's like a clicking, like a recording sound. <laughs> oh, man. I hope someone's listening. That'd be cool. It's probably Disney. They're like, they're ruining this whole fucking movie. They just gave away the entire movie. We're going to destroy them. Spoiler alert. 
Oh, right. There are minor spoilers in the previous two-hour recap of the movie. Yeah, the whole... <laughs> Jesus. No, we, we gave a spoiler at the beginning. Okay. So, anyway, sorry. We, we just keep... We're high. That's all it is. Um, like I said, I'm Josh. I'm here with Nate, Jesse, Travis. Um, we'll see you soon. We'll talk at you here pretty soon. Email us. Write to us. Have a good week. And may the force be with you. Thank <laughs> you.